Hey, this is Chris with CycleSource Magazine. Welcome to Shop Talk episode 85. This week on Shop Talk, we're doing our Bonneville recap with Ashley and Drew Woodford of Buell Brothers and Buell Sisters Racing. We also catch up with Buck Shaw from the Tennessee Music and Motorcycle Revival on their upcoming event. Last but not least, our brother Good Time Charlie of the Charlie Brechtel Band is getting ready to film the big race scene for his second movie, Rough Boys, and we get the inside scoop on where and when. It's going to be a great show, so sit back and relax and let's get into it. Remember, rate and review our show, share us on social media, but most importantly, every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Shop Talk goes live. Okay, scooter tramps and chopper jockeys all across the land. It's 9 p.m. on the East Coast. Yeah. And there's music in the background. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, my God. Whoa. That means it's time for another episode of Shop Talk. Because there's and, music in the background? Yeah. Well, no, because it's 9 p.m. on the East Coast. <sighs> it's not Thursday. It's if, Sunday. If you're having, like, some kind of weird seizure, like, settle down. It's cool. Everything's good. We're doing a test. I'm pretty sure from this point on. We're going to move the show to Sunday. We're going to do one more Thursday show. This is just a test. This is just a test. Do not adjust your television set. <laughs> but uh, it seems like the numbers, man, like you guys are really digging the Sunday time slot. So we're, we're going to stick with that for a little bit. Um, the overwhelming majority have, have weighed in that Sunday's the best time. What is the overwhelming time? majority? Uh, you know... Me and three, More three than of the one three guys I know. That's <laughs> <laughs> so lots of stuff going on in the uh, in the news this week. We're going to get to that. Before we start, oh the disclaimer. We have a disclaimer tonight. Okay. A disclaimer? Yeah. If you lose our feed, it's because there is an electrical storm going on outside, and we are in western Pennsylvania. Well, and storms, I, there's yeah. probably no reason for me to bring up the fact that we might yeah. be having problems somewhere in this country with storms, because, oh, yeah. boy... Our hearts and prayers are going out to everybody in Florida right now, yes. especially our brother Bill Dodge, who is he puts pool floaties on everything he owns right now. <laughs> I really hope he is. If if anybody has the time to get to UPS tomorrow or the next day and like overnight some pool floaties and some um, sandbags to Bill, he's 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 right in the path of another one. So yeah, God knows he was massacred last time. So oh, let's hope the best. For I'm him. just I'm praying for everybody down there. I mean, we've got Billy Grotto down there, and yep. we've just got so many Poor friends Lisa, and Steve, family. Yeah. Melissa, Steve, Willie. Yeah, you know, yep. I hope everybody has taken the proper precautions, and if need be, get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, man. Well, not um, Bill Dodge. Dodge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. If, if uh, whatever, yeah. I don't even want to go there. <laughs> and if that was going be, dark, like in a big hurry. <laughs> if need be, when it's all said and done, you need our help. Just say the word, and we'll load up our trucks and absolutely. We'll ahead and do whatever we can. So, absolutely, man. So lots of stuff going on. Like I said, the uh, even though Sturgis, the the you know, for what it's worth, the the uh, pennant race, the what would you call it? Pennant race. Well, it's the big show. It's that was that's, the big show. That's, it was that's the big come one. And gone. Is that the Daytona 500 of the Daytona 500 of motorcycles? The whole the, other side of the country, the Super Bowl, if you will, the the Stanley Cup of motorcycling has come and gone. But there's so much more still going on. Um, we got a full calendar coming up, yeah, including next weekend the Cherokee Rally. Yes, we're um, going to be in the beautiful. 
yeah blue ridge area it's gonna be awesome i'm looking forward to that and god willing that hurricane stays out a little bit and we get a we get a nice event they're they're already calling for evacuations on thursday so as the Mm -hmm. day we get there so it's gonna be great do I'll, we be, have pool I'll be bringing pool floaties. Yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah, we're all we're all gonna have pool floaties. It's gonna be good awesome. Time. I can swim really good, so I'm good. So, hey man, for uh, those returning viewers, you guys know the deal here. But if you're new to the program, you might want to know that we do not want you to just be another observer. We want you to get involved in the action. Um, right off to my side here, you can see that we have the comment stream coming in from all the social media. You are demanded required to you have to participate you have to participate otherwise it's just us three assholes talking shit this is a participation Which, hey, you sport. two we do all the you time two, anyway. no, i'm not included in that don't a-hole. Yeah, don't even. whatever you, anyway driving the bus at this point <laughs> joe smith was over at dodges yesterday and he put things up in the air and he's going back tomorrow right on um we're so glad that you're there giving him a hand that means an awful lot get it done camel mm-hmm. Right on. Carlos has been waiting since Thursday for the notification that we were live. Sorry to keep you waiting, Carlos. <laughs> Could you see him sitting there tapping his finger? I can. I really yeah, can. So, so can. <laughs> oh, Carlos. Oh, man. Thank you, Missy. I know I'm not. So this is a good time for me to uh, remind you guys we're coming yes, to she you. Yes, Nice try, Missy. We're coming to you live from the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney's Studio here every week with Shop Talk. Um this is where I would normally say every Thursday, but looks like it's going to be every Sunday. Nonetheless, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is our go-to time, and you can catch us live on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter Live, um, Twitch TV, two places, one place after the fact with a uh, podcast. Shop Talk is is live and on the air every week, so tune in, check it out. We do a bunch of news, have some cool guests on, man, hit the events talk about a lot of stuff and we want to thank the people from russ brown for helping us bring that to you how was that that was pretty good you practiced <laughs> starting to get a little monotone you know listen to you, you sing that they practice their radio should, voices it's should sing that. so funny like in the mirror <coughs> good evening all right I well even, i don't even brush my teeth what'd you do fun anymore. this week what'd you do motorcycle me and mark went to a bike night it was, it hey, was, I was there too. Yeah, I know, but like, if I you carried told... the gas can when Mark ran out. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was totally my fault that he ran out of gas. You should not even put that on him. Wait well, a minute! Whoa, whoa! Wait a minute! Mister Fish asked him if he wanted to stop. Yeah, I figured we could He's make like, it nah. to Popeyes, but thank God Rob Keller almost ran us over and got us gas. <laughs> that worked out. That old Rob Keller, he Dude, always comes through. Totally freaked me out too. Okay, strangest bike night though. It really was. I'm sorry. I totally have to throw the bike night under the bus because all the motorcycles were outside <coughs> and all the people were inside. Like, kind of for me, defeated the purpose yeah. of having a bike night. Well, it's beer night, not bike night. You just got to get there somehow. <laughs> uh, no, you just have to get home somehow. True. So anyway, um, like I'm saying, man, this is what we do. This is a little thing every week. 90 to 120 minutes of all the bullshit we can fit. And it usually starts off with a little thing we call the news. First up in the news tonight, and really, really a sad obligation that we have here to report on the loss of somebody who was, you know, by all accounts, so, so important to this world. The social media lines have been going crazy all week with 
you know, the, the accolades and the stories and, you know, people remembering Jesse. But Jesse Coombs, if you hadn't heard, um, died this past week attempting to break her own land speed record. We have a little piece in from, the, from uh, NBC's Today Show today. We're going to watch this real quick. This is hard. Um, we knew that this was a possibility. For the first time, the family of speed racer Jesse Combs is speaking out about the love and light that never slowed down. She was talking about what we were going to do. She, there was no film. It didn't matter the car or the track. Unbelievably epic. As long as Jesse Combs was going fast, she was smiling. I love taking risks. It was that exhilaration that led her to a remote stretch of desert looking to break records. Strapped into her jet-powered car called the North American Eagle Supersonic Speed Challenger. In 2013, becoming the fastest woman on four wheels, setting a land speed record of 398 miles an hour. Mm. Yeah, that's getting it this right there. She was pushing the limits even further, hoping to become the fastest woman on Earth when tragedy struck. Racing out here, and uh, the car just crashed. We've got a fatality accident. What kind of accident? Is it a fatality? It is. It's okay. confirmed fatality. Her family says the crash was caused by a mechanical failure. Terry Madden was the first on the scene and tried to save Jesse from the wreckage. And it's a memory I'm always going to live. I did what I could. For years, Jesse had been an inspiration to so many adoring fans, appearing on TV shows like All Girls Garage, Overhaul, and Mythbusters. We gave this myth the best chance possible. Even designing a line of women's welding gear. We have a signature series of welding helmets that really help empower women in the welding industry. Her family releasing a statement writing in part, her drive and spirit were infectious, and she served as a role model for young girls and women around the world. She left this earth driving faster than any other woman in history. Just days before the accident, Jesse posting, It may seem a little crazy to walk directly into the line of fire. Those who are willing are those who achieve great things. Mm-hmm. People say I'm crazy. I say thank you. For today, Gotti Schwartz, NBC News. Obviously, our, our hearts and prayers go out to her family, but man, I got to tell you something. Like, in spite of all of the comments that have been coming in, that you know, it's a shame, and it is a shame. Yeah, she's thirty six years old when she when when she leaves this world, and and that's an absolute heartbreaker. Way too young, way too good of a person. All of us have have met Jesse oh, yeah. and spent time with her. Like, incredible, incredible person. But if you could write your own story, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Would would you would you pick it any other way? No, no, no. It's funny. I didn't know Jesse very well. You know the hey, how you doing? And and just those brief, brief, you know, whatever you want to call them. Um, but you could see from across a room how much she truly loved and took the most out of life, but gave it back too. Oh, she yeah. brought a smile to oh, everyone. She, she was face. one of those people no. that would never, she never like dissed anybody off. She'd stand nope. there and talk to you for 10 minutes and act like she's known you her whole life. And yeah. she was just a super yeah. nice person and really a, an ambassador. She yeah. was the kind of woman mm-hmm. that I would love to say, like I would like my grand, my daughter to be, or, yeah. or my granddaughter. If either of those two decided to look up to Jesse, that she, you couldn't ask for a better role model. Yep. You know, and the, women men thinking she was just an inspiration and as much to as anybody. it was yeah to just the women person, whatever yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah she didn't yep. do that she didn't she, do that whole yeah she power. let no. no grass grow under her feet and you yeah. know like anybody has to respect that no absolutely absolutely and she like you said she was an inspiration to i think everybody she yeah. is was the type of person again from what i could see that 
anybody would want to be. Mm-hmm. Or not to be, but How to... How about be friends with? Yeah, yeah anybody to be around be with, to draw some of that good energy and her zest for life and... Yep. Yeah, definitely a, definitely a fun person to be around. She made things exciting, so... Yeah, she did. Godspeed so, to Jesse, that's for God sure. Godspeed, absolutely. And I'm glad that segment's over because the picture that was on the screen was her two eyes staring oh, at me know, for like dude. the past eight minutes. It was a little bit, you know, a little bit odd. Well, let's move on to something else from the news. This is uh, not nearly as as dear to our hearts to talk about, but temporary vendors, this in from the Rapid City Journal, temporary vendors collect $1.2 million in taxes in Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. What does this mean? That in spite of the fact that every single person this year that you talked to said, man, the rally's down, the rally's down. It was. (laughs) I can tell you that for true. What's interesting about the rallies down, the rallies down, is if you look at this paragraph right here from the Rapid City Journal, the state received most of the revenue. The Department of the Revenue said that in the news release, state sales tax collections have totaled $733,312 compared to $742,181 in 2018. That means they are not far off of the mark. You know, ten or so thousand dollars, nine thousand dollars. Yeah, all out of the people that bust their ass to get their product there and get in there and Which, try. And- I mean, you know, sales tax is sales tax. That's right. one thing. But right. here's here's where we're going to start talking about something with so many numbers down. They still they still manage to make their profit. And where where does that money come from? Well, here's, I know here's exactly a big where question. it comes yeah. from. Yeah, absolutely. And these are definitely things that should be talked about. Well, like the fact that, and these are new new regulations within the last five years or so. If you give away a sticker, you have to pay taxes on it. If you give away a meal, so like every year we do our run to the line and the Iron Horse sponsors a meal for all the participants. They have to pay taxes on that meal. They have to pay taxes on whatever the retail value would have yep. been. When we give away prizes... You have to pay taxes on that. That roller that we gave away to that amazing yeah. bike had to pay taxes on that. That's how they're collecting their taxes. They're yeah, not man. collecting actual sales taxes. Right. And like here, here's here's the thing that's bullshit about that. Like pretty soon here, it's it's no. I mean, yeah, Sturgis is always going to be a mecca. It's a place you have to go to. But man, every little town across the country wants to have a bike event now, and they want people to come. And they're not going to beat their ass like that. Yeah. You know, pretty soon you're going to have a lot of people giving away their space at Sturgis. Oh, I'd yeah. still like the question answered. How much revenue did they make off of pullovers, citations? Oh. God, that's got to be off. Oh. You never went anywhere without getting pulled over. You know, there's the other big factor on that, too. Yeah. It's like not only are they killing the people that are bringing the product there for people to bring home for, you know, uh, for memories and, and this and that, but... God, hey, you get pulled look, over three times going from point A to point B. Look at this statistic. This this goes right to what we're saying. This 2019 rally had 1,006 temporary vendors compared to 1,011 in 2018. Hmm. So right there, yep. That you know they're 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 still keeping they're still keeping that base. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's not a. The, the the vendors aren't going anywhere. The, the even when the numbers are down, man, like people are supporting this event. And like, you know, one of the things that we found out because we took flat broke chops and rods out to Sturgis this year, and we found out that since the last time we set up as actual vendors, not only do you pay a permit fee now, 
you actually pay per square foot. Per footage. square foot. That's on, crazy. Yeah. On top of that. You have the flat fee and then yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. Nuts. It's complete. And it's even more foreign for me. I come from a tax-free state. Like you pay real estate taxes where I'm from and that's it. You don't pay sales no. tax. You don't pay employment tax. You know, yeah, so, so when they're taxing you on stuff that you give away for free, if I give you a sticker, I have to pay taxes on that. I call complete and utter BS. Who says Utah Bike Week? Where's that at? Utah. Where's Utah Bike Week? Oh, there's probably a, in, there's a comment coming in. Utah in Bike Utah. Week. <laughs> <laughs> I like Utah. Left yourself wide open. Eat, for drink, and be merry for somebody to end up in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So. Let's keep rolling through the news here a little bit. We got a lot of great guests coming up throughout the uh, the rest of the show. Um, this in from Triumph Motorcycles oh from the Rob Report, actually, which not on my top ten list this week, and we're going to no get Rob to that Report. later in the show. But yep. Rob Report brings us the news that the 2020 Triumph Rocket Three has more torque than any other production motorcycle on the market. The cruiser's monstrous motor is without peer, but wait, there's more. Dude, they literally printed a Billy Billy Mays. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. (laughs) (laughs) If this son of a bitch makes julienne fries, I'm buying one tomorrow. Me too. (laughs) Imagine, just use this jack, put it up in the air, insert potato here. But wait, there's more. Order now and you get two. That's right, two. That's right, two. Two for the price of one. Just pay shipping or pay shipping handling. Oh, did you see my post earlier this week? I don't pay attention to anything you do. I know, but you ha- you should have looked at this because it was awesome. I put up a picture of Jack Nicholson oh, as the Joker. This. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. And it, it was his You're quote. A funny guy. It was his quote that said, "Bob, this industry needs an enema." <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the so next true. part of this is the industry need an enema thing. So Okay, go ahead. Well, just we were talking when you get to the next. Oh, the next news. Yeah, the next okay. news. Here you go. Yeah. Um, this comes to us from Channel 4, CBS Denver. Women bikers converge on Harley-Davidson dealership and world record attempt. Let's take a look at what they said on the Anywhere news. Anywhere near Frederick this morning, you probably saw and heard many motorcycles cruising that area. Dylan Thomas explains women who love chocolates <coughs> were hoping to set a record while helping others. Have you ever seen this many women on a motorcycle at one time? Well, the answer is no. They're trying to set a world record today, and it all goes for a good cause. The roar of motorcycles could be heard around northern Colorado Saturday. It brings me great joy. Nearly all of which were driven by women. We're in Colorado. Oh, look, I have the wrong screen up. Which is why we're all sitting there like dumbasses. <laughs> Did you spend too much time in Colorado, honey? <sighs> were you eating the edibles again? Thousand bikers registered. <laughs> How many are women? And they said four or five thousand. She needed more than a quarter of those for the record. UK women have the world record of 1,132. Each biker took off with a number on their arm and a goal to help others. All the proceeds from, from this incredible event come directly to Firefly Autism. Thanks to the women. It affects all of us. Denver-based Firefly Autism will be able to help more families impacted by autism. We work with children who are impacted with autism. Those monies get to scholarship families who might not be able to pay their deductibles. These women are having a huge impact. And while the rally was fun for all, unfortunately, they came short of the world record. But with a positive attitude for the cause they supported, 
Uderos joked she could walk away with at least one record. I can get the record for the most women bikers with records. In the end, this event was still a big okay. success, especially when you figure so much money was raised for such a great cause. In Frederick, Dylan Thomas covering Colorado first. And while the event fell short of the world record, the organizers were able to attract about one-eighth of all of the registered women motorcyclists in Colorado. Okay, so best thing about this, I'm going to say this right off the bat so we can get this out of the way. Well, that's what you was say. The, was the <laughs> fact that they did, the, the, that all of this went to autism. Yes. That was, that was awesome and good for them for doing that. Yeah, and no matter what records, anytime that you can help a cause like that yeah you know you're given you're given to something good so that's the the benefit there <coughs> but oh boy I, I just think you know i keep saying this over and over again and you know i know some people will point me out as being a hater for this and man i love my sisters that ride but just just ride just stand yeah. up to be counted as people right you know like I think we have too much of the shit, you know, this kind of bike and these are cafe guys and these are chopper guys yep. and these are girls on bikes and these are Republicans on bikes. And, these, <laughs> you know, like it just needs to be all inclusive. Like it, it needs to be inclusionary, not exclusionary. But I feel like that about most things. I kind of feel like I'm cutting my own throat, though, because I have a grand plan to start a motorcycle magazine. No, now, shut wait, your mouth. Wait. Wait. The, 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 where's the mute button? You're really going to no, mute. You're really going to censor me. Yeah, I'm censoring you. That's some bullshit. Y'all don't right want to hear what he has to say. <laughs> well, you might not want to hear what he has to say. It's killing me right now, so I don't, I don't know what you're talking 5, about. You've heard it 5,332 times, Mark. Don't, don't worry know. about I'm it. I'm sort of curious. It was He was shooting at that like it was something new. I normally don't listen to anything he says. I'm just saying. Yeah. Motorcycles are a wonderful, wonderful thing. You yes. know, the, the, the oh. fact that like most of us found our way here by not finding a place in regular society. Yeah, exactly. That's that's enough. And, what, and all of a sudden, you we're going to find a way to segregate each other? Well, Ditch just said it. You know, it's great that it went to tar- charity. She's going to keep her mouth shut. But seriously, it's just their bikers, period. That's right. it's not, I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, hey, that bike, them for what it. equipment hey, you look, have. That bike at, doesn't at, discriminate whose ass is on it. At the top right. of the hour, we talked about what who will who will unarguably go down in history as one of the most influential women motorcycle personalities to have lived, right? Well, one of and the most influential motorcycle personalities, not just women, but yeah. motorcycle personalities, period. And she period. never showed up to say, I'm a woman welder, right. I'm a woman motorcycle yep. rider. She was she was living that shit. She as, was, yeah, that's it. It was her life. It, yep. it wasn't a... a an ability to get her up to the next step right. or, you know, give her another run and on the ladder. she was the real deal. Or be cooler than anybody else because if there was anything about Jessie, she did it because that's what she loved. Not to be cool, not to show anybody anything. I mean, it was her life. It came out of her. So, yeah, that's the, and I feel the same way. I think it's totally wrong to make a statement of I am a woman biker or I am a woman rider or whatever. I'm a rider. Everybody's the same in all, yep. in all reality. Like I said, the seat doesn't matter, and you know, God forbid you wreck. The pavement doesn't care, right. so it doesn't matter Amen. who you are. So, you know, be safe no matter what color, creed, whatever you are. Just you know, don't don't push people aside because they're not what you want them to be. Which yep. otherwise, people would be criticizing you for that beard every day. Well, even like <laughs> that every day. That's one of the things when we met the leaders in Fort Collins. 
And we, you know, we yeah. actually asked them, you know, can men come? And they said, yeah, as long as they're not dicks. Right. That should be like the well, general rule. See, no, that's where it all goes <laughs> wrong, right? There. Okay, as long as you're not an a hole, hey, anybody is welcome. Listen, while I got this shop, this this shot up right now, I have to brag on the fact that oh, like boy. we have one of the coolest sponsors in the world in the uh, in the Russ Brown motorcycle attorneys got us this killer killer backdrop and you guys can't see it but this thing pops up and like it's it folds down to a little box like this and it pops up man and so anytime that we go out on the road and and we need to have a backdrop for the show this thing is traveling with us and we just wanted i wanted to put that out there and thank them for that because it's totally bitching we're totally keeping this forever i love it thank you so much (laughs) you know well and again i said this last week so it's going to sound like I'm beating a dead horse. I just dig them because of so much, everything they do to support the motorcycle yep. community. But anyway, Missy real quick says she agrees. She says being a girl sometimes just means you have to try a little harder, but she doesn't do it to look for any accolades. Yeah, yeah. Quit whining. Get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> Missy. Where's Missy? Missy's not here. I Missy can't see Missy. Is, Missy's out living the life that a lot of us want to be right? having right now, right? Missy's in Indiana. She was at the NHRA drag races on Friday, and then she went to see Kiss last night. And then, while us poor schmoes go back to work, she's going on the chase with Michael. It's the Missy show. So, hey, listen, in all the uh, social media comments that are going on, I want to remind you guys, you can help Shop Talk not only stay but succeed just by hitting the little share button. Make sure you share that with your friends. Make sure you hit the follow notification up in the top corner. Then you know when we go live. But um, is, is Russ in the house? We found out that Mark has a mad stalker fan. Oh, God. Right? How and much whiskey's left in that bottle, Russ? <laughs> There's a Debbie Saluki. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. Russ. He said you missed a great dinner. Hey, invite me a day earlier. Don't right? call me at yeah. 345 and 345 invite me over for dinner. When we have a show that night. Yeah, right. Like, Dude, it, ta- it takes a care minute. Us. It takes a minute to do this shit. You can't listen. Don't dog Russ though. Oh no, Russ just because he got you a part. I don't want to hear it, dude. He got me a turbocharger. So Whatever. I got to tell you. I got to tell everybody this story, right? Oh yeah, everybody wants to know about the Sprinter. So leaving from Sturgis, we were supposed to go to the Marinara Mountain Run and then on to the Bonneville Salt Flats. Broke my effing heart that we didn't make it to Bonneville, but. um the Sprinter literally felt like it was coming apart, so we decided to limp it home with the great big trailer on the back of it rather than try to make well, it. Well, I pouted the whole time. And me too. And Mark laughed at us. Well, I was going to say, you two pouting, that's no big difference, so we're used to that so, around here in these parts. So we get the we get the Sprinter home. I immediately change the, uh, the uh, like all indications say that this um, transmission conductor plate, it's like the thing that the electricity comes into and it controls all the servos and everything, change that. The problem didn't go away. I, I, my mechanic that, that we normally take the thing to says, oh, I'm sure it's the turbocharger. Well, the turbocharger was really, really beat up. So we took that out. Russ got us an incredible deal and got it shipped in super fast. You know, his head is so big right now. Debbie's not going to be able to get him into the bedroom tonight. Well, you owe me five bucks have, for that one. He's going to have to sleep on the couch. <laughs> well, and Debbie, you owe me five dollars for that one. So, so uh we changed the turbocharger, still has the same problem. Friends of mine like Mitch, if you're out there watching, Mitch Magoo sends me a message. He goes, dude, call me. I know exactly what the problem is. And I'm like, oh, my God. Thank you. you know, I'm on the phone with him like immediately. Tell me what's going on, Mitch. He goes, 
buddy of mine had the exact same thing, same symptoms, $5,000 transmission. <laughs> Wish I had better so, news for you. I'm like, I wanted to reach through the phone and punch you, Mitch. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Sometimes the truth hurts, right, Mitch? So it wasn't a $5,000 transmission. We actually got our little computer out and scanned that thing and found, what, seven codes that were pointing to the EGR valve. Yeah, on our little ride, I said... It was a four dollar to me seems like an EGR. Well, it was far from a four dollar can of parts cleaner because once they start going bad, but the the issue was all recirculation. And while we're going on our test ride, I'm like, man, I'm telling you, that's classic EGR right there. It's you know in between the shift points, in between the airflow points. Get back and all the codes say EGR. So yeah, it's a it was a, a clean fix, but. You know, once here, you have an issue with that, and here's the thing: I'm not, I'm not exactly awesome. sure how that system works, but I cleaned it all up today, put it back in. It's working great, and I'm sure that somehow that EGR being in such bad condition is what caused the turbo. Because when we took the turbo apart, all the little blades were chipped up and shit. And if you grab the the center of it, you could actually wiggle it. Yeah, well, the bearings, the I'm, bearings in the yeah. turbo were definitely definitely wiped out. But that EGR definitely adds to loading the thing yeah. with. You know, raw fuel that turns into like a tar base, and I'm sure that's what ate part of it up. So anyway, that was uh, that's fixed. That's why we didn't end up in. And I I guess the long and short of that story was to say thank you to Russ, and now we can bust his balls. Yeah, well, invite me to dinner. Then he sends me a picture of what they were eating. Yeah, that's great. Nice guy. He did send me a picture of the bottle of whiskey that was almost gone. So was he drinking it or was the dog? He oh, the dog does too. Him and the dog drink together. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Russ is sleeping on the couch. Oh, De- Debbie's watching herself. Me. Russ yep. is sleeping. So tomorrow, Russ is going to call Mark and tell him about the show that he watched that he's not even watching. And I got a bust on him because Debbie's, you know, Debbie's awesome. So <laughs> somebody has to be truthful in that household. Debbie and Harley got it going on. So poor Russ. Uh, I assume Harley's the dog. Yes. Yes. Harley's a little monster. <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, we got a lot of guests to get to here in the rest of the time we have with you guys tonight. But um, real quick, we're going to take about two minutes and do some business for the show. Stick around. information on the products listed in this video, click on the link in the description area below. Feel free to call us with any questions or place an order at 800-969-7501. Don't forget to smash that like button. Billy Lane from Choppers Inc. and Sons of Speed here on my 1911 Indian Sons of Speed Racer out here at the Pappy Hole Campground, Sturgis, South Dakota. We race our board track race bikes out here every year in August during the Sturgis Rally. And um, board track bikes were really the first custom custom bikes. They were the first choppers. 
And what people would do is they would take the fenders off of them and they take the lights off of them and they would turn the handlebars down for aerodynamics and race them. So this is basically what an original Indian would look like with everything stripped off of it. So these are the first real custom bikes and the first stripped down race bikes. Um, the bike will go about 90, 100 miles an hour. Uh, it's kind of one of my babies. I have several of them, but this is one of my favorites just because I love the way it looks. I love the way it runs. And um, it's a really cool piece of history. You know, I, I look at a bike like this and I handmade this motorcycle. The forks are original and the engine's original. I handmade the rest of it. But I look at it and I wonder where this engine's been. I wonder who had it, what they did with it, why it got taken out of service. And, you know, I know kind of how it got into my hands. But from it left the Springfield factory in 1911 to how it got to me is a big mystery. And I can't control that. But what I can't control is what happens to it moving forward. From here on out, we always know it's going to be this way. You know, uh, <clears throat> The gasoline engine was still relatively new in 1911, and twin-cylinder engines before 1912 are very rare. And uh, in 1911, the Indian only built a little over 1,000 twin-cylinder engines, so it's a super rare machine, very special. By 1912, 1913, 1914, production got up into 30 and 50,000 units. So um, something this early is really, really special. You're not ever going to see many of them, and you're not going to see many of them in service. You know, we really race this baby. But I, I love the history of this bike. I love bringing it out here to the Black Hills and giving it a new life. Um, I'm sure this wasn't what they intended it to wind up doing in 1911 when they made it, but um, those guys in the teens and 20s were, were real daredevils, and we really enjoyed bringing these bikes back to life and, and kind of doing with them what people were thrilled to see back in those days, the racing on the four tracks. Okay, so that last video wasn't so much a commercial, but it's a, it's kind of a public service announcement. If you guys aren't aware, if you don't subscribe to Billy Lane on YouTube, on his YouTube channel, the Chopper's Inc. YouTube channel, get over there now because he's launching a whole series of programs, man, with more shit like you just watched. We're going to keep. Just cool. And we're going to keep stealing them and putting them up here. And, like, you know, we With asked his permission. Yeah, we asked his permission, but shamelessly taking his shit and repurposing it here. So, um, Billy, like, you know, not only build some of the coolest shit, but the stuff that he does with media, I really, really enjoy it. So make sure you get over there and check him out. Give him a follow. Always worth watching. He always does something off the yeah. charts. Absolutely. All right. Daryl Huxall checking in from Minnesota. He said he was in Davenport on Friday night, and the old bikes put on a hell of a show. Can't miss event once you've been there. I personally haven't been. I would like mm. to. Love um, Davenport. I need to clone myself because there's so many, especially this past weekend, there's so many cool things going on that I would yeah. like to be at. Multiplicity. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, like I like pizza. I like pizza. <laughs> Bad idea. Oh, that's awesome. There are days that I think Chris is number three anyway. Hey. Watch it. And with that, we're she gonna, touched my peppy, Steve. We're going to go to our first <laughs> guest. Um, a lot of talk going on about the event in Tennessee. A couple years running now, the, the Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival. 
um, and also the the Bill Dodge BC Moto Invitational that goes on there. The Loretta Lynn's Ranch, famous, famous property. Awesome place. And anybody that grew up in, in motocross, the amateur motocross oh, yeah. nationals happened there. Totally, totally the sick place, property. The place to, place to go be when you were in the motocross scene. Oh, absolutely. But um, a few people brought this thing back into the eye as far as the v-twin industry and you know not just the v-twin industry but road motorcycles and um throwing a hell of an event and we're lucky enough that we're going to go right now to one of the promoters buck shaw who is uh standing by and he's coming on to talk to us about the event this year so let's go see if we can get him You there? I'm here, brother. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? You're live on Shop what? Talk. Oh, man, I'm so nervous. I got to call my mom. I finally made Shop Talk. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, I'm a huge I'm a huge Mark fan. I've been stalking that guy for years. Well, so, right. yeah, you, can we'll stalk, you, you can stalk me anytime you want, Buck. Then this is your okay. So listen, I really appreciate you taking some time with us tonight. Um, you guys have, first and foremost, I want to talk about this because this is the holiday weekend and you guys have a special going on right now to get more people to this incredible event. So let's start off talking about that. Let's talk about you know where people can take action and get some, get some discounted tickets. You bet. We, we tried to be really aggressive. Live Nation came in and throwing a huge rock concert that same weekend. So we figured, you know what, let's get after it a little bit. And we rolled back pricing to eighty nine ninety five for the four-day event. Nice. That includes includes primitive camping. So for the old school guys, you know, show up with your stuff tied on the back of the bike, tent up, and you're good to go. Uh, so it's a great value at eighty nine ninety five. We've got a ton going on. Then go to the website code labor 19 at uh, motorcycles and music.com right on man you um i it, it's important for me to say this because you know i don't know how many people today you know we get caught up in how fast this stuff is moving all the time but th- this is you guys neither neither you nor carrie your your partner in this event are new to the motorcycle industry you guys have been involved like neck deep for quite some time now yeah you know we're we're 20 years in Right on. And uh, I got to say, too, Chris, for me, you know, the relationships we built are, are so freaking important to us that we, we got to do something cool. We weren't willing to do just the same old thing. We're trying to do something special. Well, well, you, you know, one, of, one of the nice things about this is it's a recreational event. This is an event you come down and you have to work to. This is somewhere that, I mean, like Buck, you know, we go to these events and we all work our asses off. And this is an event that not only to the people that are coming to the event, but the builders, the people in the industry come, and it's a recreational event. It's like, I mean, me and Dana are super excited to come to this because it's one of the only events that we're going to get to go to and do nothing, you know, get to enjoy ourselves and come hang out with you and one of my favorite people in the world, Bill Dodge and Jeff Cochran, and some of the biggest people yep. in the industry are going to be here. And like, you're really not. But it's out laid the park. back. Yeah, yeah it's man. cool. There's the river to sit in. There's cool riding. The music's off the charts. The the area is beautiful. Like, you took every little bit of what bike events are supposed to be and got them all corralled into this one little area and just hit a home run, man. I mean, you really did. 
Well, thanks, bro. You know, it, it didn't have my accident. Carrie and I have been working on this thing really for about a decade. Yeah. And uh, it's crazy road how it came and then it went and it came back. But it's by design. And, you know, we kind of started with a simple rule, and that is we will not deal with assholes and we will not oh, tolerate yeah. drama. The vibe out there should be friendly, inclusive. You know, I heard you guys talking earlier. I don't give a shit if you ride a 1920s Harley or if you ride a, you know, a, a Honda Rebel. It does not right. matter. That's right. it. You know, and Come that's, out and get, that, that's, get in the wind and, and hang out with people that love bikes and, and have a great time. Yeah, and that's the nice part. There's, it's not a segregated situation, and these people are pulling it in and making it one. And I said, I'm, I'm super excited to come there. I mean, we just we were kidding here about laying our itinerary out for that, and it's like, yeah, yeah. dude, that's all the rest of them are written in black, and Tennessee Music Revival is in big yellow bold letters on my phone. So I'm, I'm looking forward <laughs> I'm to sorry. coming. So. It's going to be a good time. And we'll listen. We'll party. We have stuff going on from 11 in the morning to bonfires at 3 in the morning. I right. mean, it'll be a, uh, a, a, there'll be, we'll be tired at the end of that just by hanging out. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because normally I'm tired by doing everything but seeing the people I enjoy seeing. So this is something. I feel you. Yeah, it's going to be pretty good. Thanks, well, bro. Well, let's, t- let's talk for a minute, man, because you said that you guys have been working on this for a decade. And I remember, I remember like, you know, you guys trying to get this together and you know a bunch of stuff that was going on and like you know why why it's taken this long is the importance of that area and that property specifically you know and its relation to other things around the area like this this really is by design like you said this is the perfect place to hold an event right well, and it's so cool to us. I've gotten, you know, I've been blessed to get to spend some time with Loretta herself and with their family. And even before us and you and Bill and the right people, the vibe with that group was already really unique and special. So you blend those two worlds of like that history and that patina of music. I mean, Merle's played there, uh, Willie's played there, Hank's played there. It's crazy. Yeah. So you blend all that together, and it, it, there's a feeling there that is really unique. Yeah, the history's created a vibe. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Right on. But yeah, crazy road. You know, sometimes a great idea takes different, you know, it takes a weird path. And, uh, and you know, the you funny know. part is it was an idea. And thank God you guys took the time because if you would have hammered into it, it might have just been another stopover for yeah. a minute. So taking that time probably made a big difference. For years, we did, you know, BMR, which, you know, didn't happen last year, but it was a really cool, tight event, and you just expanded that idea and came up. I mean, it's just an amazing, amazing scene right now. So really something we're looking forward to. Well, we're super stoked to have Cycle Source involved. Obviously, you know, Bill and the BC Moto, it's just, I mean, it blows my mind. I tell people, even if you don't care about motorcycles, you've never even seen one, you walk through that barn, and I promise you, yeah. you're going to feel something. You're going to be moved. Well, it's pretty cool because it's one of the first actual events, otherwise than one that we, that it's one of the first events we were actually in, personally invited to for Flat Broke, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. in, in right. all reality. So to have have our bike in amongst yeah, all those we get other people. Uninvited yeah, normally they ask us, hey, uh, could you possibly stay home for a minute? They tell us the weather's going to be real bad, you know. But to have our bike in that lineup, you know, have one of our bikes in that lineup, so it's an honor. So. The whole thing's just just gonna be cool. Like I said I can't say enough times. I'm well, looking forward. To let's it. let's talk for a minute about some of the other stuff that's going on because not even just the music. You guys got a killer music lineup. The bikes yeah. and, and the BC motor are incre- incredible. But you're starting to really really branch into some other stuff. Like uh, American Iron is throwing the Kickstart Classic. You guys are doing yep. a vintage bike show with with some editors' picks in it and stuff. Like there's there's way more. This thing is starting to get some real depth. 
Well, and we've got racing every day, but for us, it's, you know, you got hooligan, which has gotten real serious. I like to call ours fun again. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's mini bikes, dirt bikes, run what you brung. We'll probably do a vintage class, race some 45s, whatever. You know, we can create some potlucks, but trying to keep that fun, but we're doing that every day. We've got a machine gun range if you want to go out and shoot an exotic weapon in a safe way. Nice. Uh, and then the dope thing, the dopest thing about the music is these may not be bands that you know right now. You may know the, the headliners, but I promise you, every single person on this lineup could be the next thing out of Nashville. Like this is authentic, heartfelt, soulful music, and uh, and the music is really different from what you're going to hear at any other rally. Well, you know, that's what I mean when I say about the the killer music lineup. Because anybody who's spent any time in Nashville. No matter where you go, just walking down the street, man, you can pop in and yep. like hear the most amazing musicians. Yep. And you guys even have some like impromptu, just people getting together and jamming at this thing, right? Yeah, we got singer songwriter rounds like you hear at the Bluebird, uh, and then we've got really music every day from about five o'clock till till three four in the morning or until people tap out. Yeah, that's pretty exciting because normal events you hear the same ten bands, you know? Yeah, or eighties. Yeah, I'm not saying they're bad bands, but you know, I mean, you just hear they're repetitious. It's going to be, you know, you're you're bringing a whole other angle of music into this, which is pretty awesome. So, well, Carrie and I always kind of Carrie has a statement that I like. She says, if you drop a guy out of a you know a helicopter or parachuted a guy into any rally in America these days with a blindfold on, he'd probably not be able to tell you the difference of where he was. Right. So. The, the music is really the core of this with the bikes and the core of the right bikes and the builders and the guys who ride and race. And, of course, we'll expand <laughs> in different directions. You know, everybody's welcome. Yeah. I don't know if we'll ever have a 1,000-watt stereo contest there, but... Um, <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. You, you know, you've got to keep an open mind. Yeah. But, hey, uh, you know, it starts with a foundation of the right people and the right energy, and then, and then we build from there. Right on. I want to tell you guys, too, Sunday, real quick, we got 14 rides coming in from 14 different dealerships. That's hard to do that. Uh, It's all all that ride and all that revenue goes towards our military charity this year, Um, Memories of Honor. And uh, then we have Pete Scoble, who's a Navy SEAL, who's really got a a kind of an exploding country career, retired Navy SEAL. We'll do racing. But Sunday, normally, you know, people are packing at 8 in the morning. Our Sunday's pretty robust, and we've got the BC Moto guys. We'll highlight their bikes up there. Uh, so Sunday is going to be a special <laughs> deal. All all retired and active duty military are absolutely free on Sunday. Wow, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to give back. That's for sure. Hey, man, if you love freedom, which I know you do and I do and oh, we yeah. do, then you got to know where it comes from. Well, and you know what, man? Like, that's a, that's the a thing about teaming up with you guys and coming down for this that we're we're so fired up i mean all the way back to when you guys would just come out and support our rides at different stuff and hang out with us and it was always it wasn't like you were there for you know any any other purpose other than to be there and want to be and ride with us and do the stuff we were doing and like you know that's that's why we're coming down to this thing you know you've you've created that same thing in tennessee and that's what we're coming for well, we're so stoked to have you guys, and I've, I've been a Cycle Source fan for almost those twenty years. You guys have been my pick, so I'm glad oh, it worked out that way. I almost feel like I owe you an apology. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't. <laughs> right on, man. Well, um, I know we're going to be going through pretty much pretty much every week from now until event time. We're going to have one of your builders on from the BC Moto, and you know, we're hoping to get some of the some of the entertainment acts to come on too, but. Man, I can't tell you 
how much we're looking forward to this and you know and and how excited we are and how well we hope you do with it but where can people keep track of of the up to up to date because literally like there was so much information on the schedule i can't even print it here right now or, you know i can't put it on the screen it's a lot uh motorcyclesandmusic.com on the web and then tn motorcycle revival on insta and facebook jump on there grab that uh that uh 8995 that price is limited in number and they're they're burning so people want to get on that before midnight tomorrow night uh, and i can't wait to see you guys in about five weeks right on listen one one thing real quick before we go so two, two years this has been going on now right this is we're coming yes, into the third year tell us that's right from the first two years favorite memory of the event so far you know, the first year was a mind blower to actually be invited on the stage to sing with Loretta. Like, this woman, man, and forget, like, the thing you were talking about earlier, the fact that she's a female or Jesse was, that's not the point. When you meet people that powerful, yeah. they're just a force of nature. So, right. uh, Loretta's, I mean, she was like the original badass. Yeah, she, she was. She, you know, and to be on stage and sing uh, Coal Miner's Daughter with her year one was pretty it, amazing. In wow. that industry to boot, wow. she was a badass, you know? Oh, women! Women didn't do no. I mean, do what she did. She uh, she had like six songs that were banned for yep. just being too controversial. Yep. And I'm lucky to have you know to get to sit with her and talk with her and have her for counsel. It's pretty amazing. So that was the one thing. And then last year, Bill Dodge uh, and I had been working on an FLHP that he took, and he had uh, Zach Johnson do the motor, and he basically made it look like we took an old cop bike and turned it into like a big boys FXR. He gave it to me at the event. Wow. And man, when, when I swung a leg over Chris, it, I just realized like if that bike was representative of Bill and my relationship right. and you and yep. Yep. all these men and women who I'm like, you know what? If, if shit really hit the fan in my life, I wouldn't be calling the cops. No. I'd be calling yep. my, my homies who are from this world. Yep. Yep. And so to kick that leg over and feel that, I, I, I almost started bawling. Like, I'm like, dude, get it together. Because it, it hit me. And uh, it was just a very, very amazing motorcycle that represented an amazing part of my life. Right on. <clears throat> yeah. And you know what, man? That's You, you, you hit on something right there that, that we try to talk about all the time. And, and I think that the words to really capture it will always evade us. But that thing, that thing that, you know, that makes those relationships between two guys, a group of people that makes it special and makes it, that's what makes this world that we yeah. live in, the motorcycle world, that's what makes it more than what the straights are going to ever understand. You know, like, yeah, there's, there's, there's so much more to it than the motorcycle itself. Like you said, that motorcycle represented, you know, reflecting on that, but God, people like, you know, Bill, years. yeah, to, yep. to Bill and, and me and Chris and, you know, Jeff Cochran and, I can, you know, I can come up. Will Ramsey come up with a list of people that we've been around for a lot of years. We were kids and, together. Yeah, like and, once upon a time, we were kids. Yeah, and now <laughs> you look back and, like you just said, if I have an issue, I, I don't. I call these guys. These are my police. These right. are these are my family. Mm-hmm. This and I come from an amazing family. I have a really good family, but still on the grounds, these are the people that. Bill Dodge, we, we're kidding in Sturgis. Who would have ever thought Bill Dodge would have been the mind of reason for all of us after all these years? <laughs> Bill Dodge has become the mind of reason. You know, Jeff Cochran. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I, Jeff I turned around, guy you call I turned for, around for to Mark in Sturgis. Yeah. There was something that happened a little I bit wanted of, to kill somebody and Bill talked yeah. me off the ledge. So, and and right. I turned around and told Mark, I'm like, can you believe this? Can five you believe years ago, Bill would all of us, yeah. Bill was the adult yeah, all Five of years ago, Bill would have handed me the knife. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, Well, it, that is a good, it's a good litmus test, right, for when the shit hits the fan. 
Batman, right. who would you call, right? Those, yeah. those are the right guys. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. like the, the representation of, and now all of these people being able to come in here and, and like I said, we're as, they're as big of a part of what you have going on as we are. And that's the cool oh, yeah. part because everybody just blends in. Yeah, man. You know, and it, you know what, I, Mark? The other thing I found is it attracts more of that same thing. Oh yeah, it, it attracts. <laughs> yep. You know, it attracts the right person. That's right. So, and that's so. awesome because in, in the long run, all we have is our word, and you know, and, yep. and to stay true to each other. And these people all coming in here and seeing that, you know, in all reality, just because we build bikes, we're no different than anybody else that walks on this planet. So, you know, it's awesome right. to bring it all together. Hey, I wanted to tell you, I loved the bike. By the way, I loved it. Check it you. out in depth. It's Sturgis. It's gorgeous, man. Nice work. Oh, that yeah. was that was. I think I think so far that was really the best that we can do. Yeah, that was a rough twenty days. <laughs> and I was going to say, I know, I know you guys burned some hours and busted some knuckles, but man, uh, was yeah. it beautiful? Yeah, it, it turned out well. And need to thank some people, but that reaction. That reaction makes it all worthwhile to have people, and especially people like you, that see so many bikes and go you to all know, these events. To, I'm going to tell you something, though. Say something. In Sturgis, there was a girl that walked up to me at the Handmade Lot, and she gave me one <laughs> of the coolest, coolest compliments ever because I'm kind of a nut job, you know, like no, I read a lot of philosophy and, like, now. you know, other, other, otherworldly. It's this thing we talk about the metaphysics of the motorcycle. So a lot of that bleeds into stuff that I do. And she actually walked up to me and she said, hey, man, I got to tell you, like, I wasn't going to say anything, but they told me to come and just tell you the bike that you did last year for Lichter was my favorite bike ever. And she was talking about something wicked. So last year was a shovel that said something wicked this way comes. And, you know, that motorcycle for me, like if you've ever read the story about, you know, it's what is it, Ray Bradbury's Ray story about yeah. the something wicked this way comes. It's the dark carnival that shows up in these little Midwestern towns. It just pops up overnight, yep. and all this crazy shit starts happening, and then it disappears the same way. Well, that bike was kind of, you know, like you said, that bike that Bill gave you. Well, this shovel head represents to me the life that we live doing this magazine. And she got it, man. She got that the reference of the story and yeah. everything. And like, I think that's the coolest part yeah, of doing I'm not this mistaken, stuff is she, marking that time. Yeah, she had said something to Dana earlier about it, and then they had come to me, and I'm like, yeah, well, the only person that's going to appreciate that whole conversation <laughs> is Chris. So you might want to go talk to him. So, yeah, because I mean, Mark would just say that's stupid. Yeah, it's that's just stupid. something. Yeah, it's just something we wrote on the gas tank. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the the depth of it, which well, I mean, it, I, I agree, but the depth of it is is. You know, his baby, not mine as much. I'm more of the assembler, more of the, you know, the try and figure out. But I got to give Chris all the credit in the world because if it comes to design stuff, he's definitely one of the best in the business. I, I can't, I'm a little you know, crazy. I can't lie. I want to lie right now, but I can't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he definitely knocks it out of the park with his but that was and that was just to go to the fact of, like, yeah. what you were talking about, the importance of that one motorcycle, oh, yeah. you know, because that's our opportunity is to, is to mark time. Yep. You know what I mean? And, like... It is more than just. Hey, a can we take a chance and mark time longer next time? <laughs> can we do it in like twenty-three days? Oh, uh, look. Hey, one other thing too, man. I wanted to tell you guys. You know, so I grew up in a, a pretty weird environment with a lot of addiction, and and I don't drink much, and I I don't drink around my kids. But uh, so when you know when someone said, "Hey, our kids welcome," in the beginning, I was like, "Hell no, I hate seeing kids at a rally." But there's something about this event that is it is definitely family appropriate from nine in the morning till five or six at night. Yeah, yeah. you know, and I. I, I realized I was watching these kids look at Rhett, and he was talking about explaining an old, you know, 1930s bike to him. Yep. And I that if teach this to our kids and this next generation, this dies in a generation. And, yeah. Yes, and, it uh, does. And so 
I think it's really important that we pass that on and, and teach this to the younger crowd, but then still be able to raise a little hell by ourselves, you know, after dark. And it, it works. Yeah. yeah, nice to have the adult time. But, you know, I think I think in a sense there for a, a few weird years, that was lost and that turns, you know, millennials into millennials at this point. Like, I think they missed the point of how hard it was to work and get to the point where we are now. You, you know what I mean? I don't think they saw that 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 really existed. I think one day, like the, the dark carnival, they think one day you wake up and bam, it's all on the table in the dining room, you know? <laughs> so, but to be able to separate well, the, the fun and the work. I was talking to Eric Green about it, you know, and he's like, you know, you couldn't just pop up an Insta or a YouTube video. You, you had to actually hang out with yep. people and you had yeah, to ride your bike. And then when it broke, you had to fix it because that's, that's what it took to get to where you're going. And, and we have kind of lost that. But I yeah. do think it's uh, – it may skip a generation, but, but we, we've got to fight for it. Oh, we do. And, you know, it also took a lot of, like your dad, give me the knuckles across the head kind of thing when you did something stupid, you know. So putting you yeah. in place, this is how you learn, you know. <laughs> but, boy, Aaron hit it yeah, on yeah. the head. So. Cool. All right, man. Well, listen, I want to thank you again for coming on with us. And uh, we're going to keep pumping this stuff out there. But you guys out there listening to us and listening to these stories, like – this is this is that kind of event. This is the kind of event that you show up and like it's chill. It's what the it's what started motorcycle. Be events. who you are. Get get your ass to the website now. Take advantage of the uh, of the holiday special that they're running, and keep watching Shop Talk every week. We're gonna have builders from the BC Moto. We're gonna keep bringing you announcements about the stuff that we're doing. And uh, again, Buck, I want to thank you for coming on, man. Guys, thanks for having us. We so appreciate what you're doing, and uh, we'll, we'll see y'all soon. Looking forward to it, Buck. Absolutely, man. All right, brother. Peace, guys. See you. See you, Heather. <laughs> She's sleeping over there. I think she fell asleep. Is your mic on? <laughs> Is your mic on? Yeah. Are you sne- Are you sneaking off on me on the show? No, I'm doing the social media. Thing. What's going on on social media, Blondie? Nothing that appeals to you. Oh, one of those deals. <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. Rich Petoniak's going to be going to TMMR. Uh, Rachel and Tim Stahl might be going. Might be. Nice. Um, Miss Judy just read the latest issue of Cycle Source. Some great stuff in there, like the New Rider article. <laughs> it's a family thing. Right. Uh, which is super cool. My sister actually is a New Rider, and she did write an article for this month's, um, for the October issue. Uh, first time she's ever written. And she just wrote what it's like being the new rider out there. Um, she did a pretty okay job, actually. Yeah, so she, wait a minute. She did a great job on stage yeah. with us. This gives us this gives us an opportunity to do a segment, right? Oh. Is there music? There was, but there I can't was. find he dropped it. it. But there anyway, it so it's in the October issue. Um, I have the best big sister in the world. Help me out here, please. You're, not, you're slow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm doing five well, things at once. Well, you got a three-minute nap you know, over there. H- yeah, hey, and listen, like, <laughs> this is my wife. I love her to death. But if I was Jesus Christ, she'd be like, stop calling them disciples. They're 12 losers that hang out with you. Nobody has a job. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> well, them 12 losers created Oh, there history. it is. <clears throat> oh. I think it's raining. There we go. Oh, yeah. The new rider. So yeah, you you guys can check that out, and that's uh, yeah. And she was like killing it up on stage with us too. Like yeah. she didn't like uh, Gears Garage didn't hold up. back. She got her hands dirty. Like we were trying to get in there and do stuff. She was like, "No, let me." Yep. <laughs> yeah, she's which is pretty awesome. Like she's I said, I have us. like the coolest big sister ever. She's she's incredible. 
Yeah, we had fun with her up there. And I'm saying that, and she's not even watching. Yeah, so. okay. Well, she's so probably napping. She needs a rest. The rain is coming down like crazy here in Pennsylvania. And uh, before we get to the next guest, I'm going to show you guys a little bit of what we're talking about of how cool TMMR is so you guys can get ready for that holiday special. to get to this event yeah but i gotta ask you a question what's this dance move i'm not really did, sure did you catch old boy yeah i'm, I'm not <laughs> not really too sure i'm i'm not gonna uh i'm not gonna lie what's the whenever they do the scene thing maybe he's doing the scene thing well from the that, movies. that's I'm, that's I'm, one I'm, arm maybe he's just he doing w- it wrong he was working both no, <laughs> he was giving it his best shot. It was a little uh, some kind of hillbilly version of, Ma- of Madonna. I don't, I don't know. Oh, that never even thought of that. Yeah, 
He was he was voguing, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's shit. called the Gator Chomp. Well, is that's what it is. That's what it's Somebody, called. Buck, a little odd. Buckshaw coming in with the, the Gator, gator chomp. chomp. Okay. Well, I'm looking. I'm looking to learn some Gator Chomping. So, well, I'll watch. <laughs> I'll take pictures. Maybe the next video you could be doing the Gator Chomp. It's only weird if you watch. Maybe you can do your cowboy dance. Oh boy. We've got to call Shelby for that. Yeah, right. Okay, so coming up in the next part of the hour here, we have uh, to add insult to injury. We have someone actually coming on to give us a Bonneville motorcycle land speed trials <laughs> report. Um, our good friends. Ashley and Drew Woodford. But you said Ashley's going to be the one that's on, No, right? they're both going to be on. Oh, they're both going to be on. We're going to have Okay, so um, if anybody's familiar with the Buell Brothers and Buell Sisters Racing, they are now the team owners and uh, actually hold the, the um, Buell Experience bike, which they invite people to come out. All you got to do is bring your own gear, get signed up, and you can do a run of Run What You Brung at Bonneville on their motorcycle. On their Experience bike. That's what you did last year. Yeah, last year I got to do my rookie run on the Experience bike because my bike failed tech, and now I get, I, my Sprinter failed life. And I couldn't go to Bonneville so, again this year. Is this where I tell you that they both set records this oh, year? Oh, son of a bitch. A lot of complaining going on right now. Yep. Both Ashley and Andrew set records this year, so it would be good to talk to them. Right on. Well, let's get to the phone and see if we can get them on. What do you want? Are you guys laughing at me? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> we want to talk about Bonneville, man. I was just laughing because I just heard you find out that we both got records. Right? No, I'm super <laughs> excited for both you, obviously. Oh, thank you. Yeah. The only thing that would have oh, made I just it, stubbed my toe. The only thing that would have made it better is if I was at Bonneville and saw it personally, but... I know we had a spot set up for you and everything just in case you were uh, joking with us. He's going to pout until next year. Yeah, I'm tired of hearing about it already, to tell you the truth. So. That's what I hope. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your records. Um, well, mine, it was a rough beginning of the week. Um, I decided to try all the courses. I went off course. <laughs> Don't do that. You mean all the uh, courses in one run. <laughs> oh, I did. And then um, pulled my head out, and then I uh, I went after a record that was currently at like 126 and change. Right. And then I all upped right. it Monday, upped it Tuesday, upped it Wednesday, finalized it Thursday of a 136.282. Good for you. She crushed the record. Yeah, and I started out on on my own record from last year for when you all were there. I was one thirty nine something, and uh, um, uh, Chris Revis's son in law was out in the same class. And anybody that knows land speed racing knows that that team is fast. His name is Kyoki. Kayla got married to him this last year, and he went out and beat my record by one tenth of a mile an hour. Oh. You know, you said that anybody that knows knows that team's fast, like. It's getting to the point here that, like, if one more Revis relative ends up on the salt, I'm never going to have a chance of doing anything <laughs> of any substance. Honestly, that's how Jesus I felt. I was, like, oh, I, I was like, do I even take my bike? Because I don't have a chance. But, you know, that's not what racing is about. So right, I ended right. up, it's we battled back and forth. He, 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 uh, he blew up twice wow. out there this, this week. He blew up once, rebuilt it, and went out there and set it by a tenth of a mile an hour. 
and then I set it on a one thir- on a one thirty nine, ended up going one forty six point five two two. So it uh, got it back, but man, it was a battle. And he is a uh, Kiyoki is a warrior, and that kid is he's cool. So, um, yeah, that competition. Five people. That competition that? makes it what it's worth, though. You know what I mean? Have one hundred percent. Yeah, and, and the fact that we're friends, the fact yeah, that right. I like him and everything, makes it even more fun. It really does. And, and that's the cool thing. Like a, a lot of people, a, a lot of people think that there's like animosity between these teams, and it's like no. all these guys work together. They're all friends. This is like a family out there. You know? Right. They blew up and they were coming after our record, and I was like, "What do you need? What yeah, do you? Right. You know? Yeah. Is there anything we can do? And they're like, "Can we borrow your Dremel? Sure. Here it is. What you know." Yeah. Because that's if if somebody's gonna if somebody's fast enough to break my record and I hold them back, was I really the best guy out there? Oh right. no, no! And their inspiration makes you be more inspired to go do it, which is you know got to give you all the credit in the world for that. So, so and then the but honestly for me this week the the most the best I mean I've set up I've set records before so I mean it's don't get me wrong it's great um, it's really great but watching Ashley set her first record yeah. Was awesome, and then I think we had four or five people. Five people ride the experience bike. Oh, sorry, four people ride the experience bike, That's and great. all of them came back and just shaking. You know, Chris knows how it's lit, how it is. Yeah, yep. and a couple of them went. One of them, I think, his one run was ninety nine miles an hour, and uh, one one guy spanked it at one hundred and thirty five miles an hour. Wow! Nice. And, That's awesome. And so, yeah, so it it was cool. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk about it, the history of uh, Buell Brothers, Buell Sisters racing, just a little bit, because I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the uh, the man himself, Mister Santa Claus. <laughs> so years ago, I, I get I get a I, we know Tim Remus. Anybody that has has bought books from um, on, on motorcycle stuff knows Wolfgang Publications, and his name is Tim Remus. And I'd known Tim for years, and he, we used to take books to Daytona for Bike Week for him, so he didn't have to ship them. And he'd say, hey, if you want any of these books, uh, just take one. And, man, here's a book from Bonneville. Someday I want to go to Bonneville. And this is years and years and years ago. And so I'm flipping through this book. It's a brand-new book of a Bonneville. And here's the guy in there, uh, Tom Anderson. They call him Santa Claus. And the guy's from a very small town in northern Wisconsin. At that time, we lived in Wisconsin. And I, man, that's so cool. It was like two or three weeks later, I'm at work, and this guy walks into the dealership. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is the greatest day ever. I'm going to meet this guy. And so I asked one of the guys that worked there to introduce me. He says, you don't want to meet him. He is the biggest jerk you'll ever meet in your life. And I was like, no. So like an hour goes by, and he, find, and he this guy comes over and says, his name's Dave Thorson. He's probably watching right now. He says, okay, you got to come here. You got to meet him. I, I was kidding. He's actually the nicest guy. And anybody that's met Santa uh, knows that he is just infectious. You can't help but to like to be around him. He's the grumpiest, meanest, grouchiest, nice funnest, guy. nicest guy you'd ever meet in your life. Yeah. And so he's like, you got to come out to, uh, to Bonneville. you got to come out and meet the fastest people, and they're all my friends and everything. I'm like, all right, whatever. So a couple of years go by, and we try to go out, and a bunch of different things happen where I can't go out. And um, finally, years and years later, probably three years later, finally go out, and he's right. He, you know, All the fastest people in the world are his friends. And he will bend over backwards to help anybody. And that's probably one of the places that we learned it from. And then maybe about uh, and Buell Brothers, they started in 1995 going out there on a brand new 95 Buell S2, yeah. which is what Ashley races now, the yeah, Buell Sisters bike. bike. And so uh, um, probably, I don't know, five or six years ago, he pulls us aside and says, hey, I'm going to shut down the team and retire. I, you know, it's too much. It's, you know, I've, got, I've gotten older. It's too much work to do all this. And it's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. He says, I'm going to shut down the team unless you and Ashley will take it over. And it was like, you can't shut it down. Think of all the teams that have been shut down. And nobody ever, they just went away. Yeah. Nobody ever knew. So 
we're, we're keeping it going. We're the current curators, and uh, we've really pushed the the experience bike thing and and, and trying to get Ashley a record and, and all that. So yeah, that's a cool story. That, that oh, the show must go on. You know, I mean, yeah, exactly. To, if that would have went away, the history of it would have went away, like you said. So to to make it carry on to grab a hold of those reins, got to give you some kudos oh, dude, for that. And I'll and I'll tell you too, like so I'm I'm desperately trying to get Mark to Bonneville with me because it's been a lifelong dream of him of his. Yeah. But this person that we're talking about, Santa Claus, Tom is such an incredible, incredible human He's being. He's awesome. Not only yeah. did he start this team, he started the experience bike, yeah. you know, started Buell Sisters Racing. He's actually responsible for the Lucky Charms Award, yeah. which is like a whole other part of this thing. He's started this thing, the, the uh, Bonneville Legends, that they're working towards a museum, and they do this Legends Dinner. and yeah. like he, just, he started the, the Fritz Cott Award. That's Fritz a big Cott deal. Award, yeah. yeah. He just, he can't do enough. He's one of those people that, like, he was so happy, and I know this from the the years of sitting down and talking with him, he was so happy when he finally made it there and what he got from it, he became obsessed with the idea of giving it to to other people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't care what happens in 2020, we're going to Bonneville. Like, I don't care if we have to rent a rider truck. I I don't care. Like, I'm holding you to it. I'm holding you to it. Hey, I just for the record, I told them we could try and limp it to Bonneville. I offered to leave the like. It just it was just too much because we. I'm getting soft to my old age. Now, (laughs) well, that's that's the other thing about Bonneville is people forget. You know, you're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Getting getting there can be a challenge. Right. Uh, I've learned that the hard way a few times. This year, getting home, man, the truck wanted to get hot. You know, we live in Arizona now. It's hot here, and the truck getting home was uh, questionable this year. And last year, we went through it. Four tires getting home. Yeah. Three tires. Trailer tires. Mike Yurko just said he'd pick us up on the way. Right on. All right. Yurko's, yeah, Yurko's a good guy, but, so but you don't want to ride with him. He's scary. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Well, listen, I'm going to put it out there, too, just in case anybody's holding. I need some of the good stuff. I'm looking for an air shifter set up for my bike. I'm willing to, uh, I'm willing to buy these products new, but... If someone has one, then I can get You're into a used one. You're also looking for a fuel pump, too, aren't you? No, I have the fuel pump. That's just that's some bullshit right there. I can't believe okay. you brought that up. You just you just hey, showed the world. You know, I want to tell you something as far as your fuel pump issue. Uh-huh. When I first started racing out there my first year, we went out and we're racing, and we're having a good time, and we're slow. And I mean, you know, but we're having a great time, right? And all of a sudden, the tech quits working from vibration. Oh, yeah. we, and Warner Riley walks up and says, what kind of racer only brings one tack? <laughs> the broke kind? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, the broke kind. But what kind of racer only brings one tack? And it's Warren Riley. I mean, the guy went like 213 on Ironhead in 1970. Yeah. You, know, to him. You, can't, you can't dispute it. I mean, he's right. Oh, if Warner Riley said some shit like if War, if Warner Riley said some shit like that to me about running fifteen different events at Sturgis before <laughs> yeah. he, he could kiss my ass, yeah, I, I was lucky to have one fuel pump. Yeah. I was so happy I got that fuel pump on the way out the door. I didn't even try to start the bike. I was like, yeah. "Look, we'll do it in Sturgis," yeah. <laughs> and it didn't work. I completely get it. I yep. still get grief. People don't realize how much of a shoestring budget we raise on the oh, fact yeah. that we raise three different bikes: the experienced bike and, and, and the sister's bike, and then my bike. And my bike kind of gets put put off. People don't realize. Last year, I set that record. Last year, on used head gaskets. Yeah, oh. hey, you know, and that's funny. You, you bring that up because how many people that race are in the same boat? I mean, I drag raced uh, for years. Uh, me and a friend travel over the country, and we were a street class drag racer. We did amazing, but. 
like you literally do this from the skin of your teeth. Like it's mm-hmm. crazy how you make it to where you're going, and you wonder and if you're going to be able to run. Yeah. And when it, like people don't realize how important when it comes to even the tiniest sponsor, oh, what yeah. it can do when it comes to racing. Oh my god, fifty dollars like is a huge amount. It's you know? huge. And yep. when you consider that experience bike, they don't charge you to ride that right. bike, Mark. If you show up with your gear, yep. the proper safety gear, and you pay your entrance fee. You can ride their right. bike, like the fact, and they don't expect you to contribute at all. Right. I think people should, like, yeah. I think that just should be a given. Some sort that of donation should be made. Please buy a T-shirt. Yeah, right. you know? <laughs> Help out in please some way. Please buy a twenty-dollar T-shirt. But you should people, put a- the other the other big part of that though is, you know, yes, we'd love to have sponsors. We I have a list of sponsors that you know people that have helped out. Um, you know that just we people. read off. But the other thing is, people think that well, I can't do it because I don't have a big budget. Come hang out with us for a week. Mm-hmm. You'll realize you don't have to have a big budget to have a. You know, I mean, I'm not going to be the. I'm not going to. You know, Al Lamb is a very good friend of ours, and Al, his wiring harness and computer is worth more than our truck, trailer, and all three bikes combined. I'm yeah. not going to compete with him. And you know, Hero's bike has got to be worth a, a, a. I don't even know how much his is worth. I'm not going to compete with them, but we're out there setting records and having a great time. I have three number one plates. Yeah, and, but you and know, on, on a shoestring budget, Ashley has her first one. But you know, dude, have, that's, my, that's my favorite thing. Ride. That's my favorite thing is like, you know, there there sits Al Lamb with Big Red and the giant the giant Honda trailer, and you know some of these other guys with these incredible programs. And then there's a guy that pulls up with yep. a single motorcycle trailer. Oh yeah, and yep. he's in the same place doing the same things with the. I mean, and nobody yeah. cares. Nobody yeah. cares. Right. Nobody but, judges. It, everybody helps. You know, we we drag race for. <laughs> so many years and would show up and we sort of had the same thing like you know the top fuel guys would be there and this and that and one of the cool things is we held the number one plate for seven years and we never ran it we ran a b357 plate (laughs) and would pull in and would watch as soon as they'd see the crappy pickup truck and the dirt bike trailer with the drag bike on it you'd see people loading their bike back on their trailer because they knew they weren't beating us so and like like you said and we had no budget we had they have a picture of us sleeping under the pickup truck in the rain in erie one year because we didn't have money for a room you know so yeah those budgets don't mean anything for what you do out there so yeah you keep keep that up because you guys holding plates that's awesome like like to see that makes me feel like it's time to go to Bonneville and make it there and support somebody like you. You know what I mean? Oh, it, it truly is. It truly is. And the thing is, Bonneville, I mean, Bonneville, I believe it weeds out the people People that want to, might want to find uh, excuses. Oh, well, the salt's right. bad and this and that yeah. and whatever. If you want perfect conditions, go indoor go-karting with your little sister. That's right. <laughs> your little sister. Yeah, go roller skating. Um, but, but if you come up to Bonneville and people talk about girls versus guys and everything else, the, the salt doesn't know if you're a girl or a guy. No, no. And, and you come out there and, and, and race, but if you want perfect conditions, if you want this and that, Go indoor go karting. Go go rent a golf cart and do something with that. This yep. is Bonneville. It's it's where the Titans go to play. Yeah, that's, yeah. Too. That, that's what separates the men from the boys. I'm yep. and that's out. why Mickey Thompson said it. It is the end all be all. It 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 is the pinnacle of racing yep. because it's it's tough. Well, like just this week, for example, like everybody saw Speed Week and the big ruts and all the water and all of this and that. And yeah, it was difficult for them. Like good gracious, but when it came to our week. Yeah, it was a little soft here and there, but everybody knows that Bonneville can change in one day. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And within a couple days, the salt was so much harder. Yeah, it had some spots, but our track crew that worked their tails off to get us the best track we could were amazing. They got it nice and flat. They told us kind of where the bumps were. If there were any, they were wonderful. And guess what? Look how many records and everything were still set on non-perfect conditions. 
there's the cool side of, of the Bonneville and like to to see the high, like what you're saying, the highs of the ride and all the way down to, you know, to have been there through the Jesse situation, you know, and all of that. Like, like you said, it, there's no discrimination. That salt, you know, you're going out there, you're going out there, you're taking a chance, no matter if you're running a, you know, a, 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 a ride, right, no matter what you're riding, just a little bike up to a jet car. Yeah. Like, it's an we unforgiving situation. We haven't talked a lot about the Jesse situation amongst ourselves, but um, when uh, Sunday night when we were sitting in the Legends event, Jesse texted Ashley, congratulations on your record, girl, because we were friends. You go, oh, girl, and all right. that stuff. And then she texted me. We texted back and forth a little bit, just some stuff. And then I said, and we knew that they were running. Yeah. You know, they kept it kind of quiet. We knew they were running. I said, how's it going? Because she wanted Ashley and I to come up and help. And I wanted Ashley to race the Bonneville, and she said they were working gremlins out of the car. Yeah. And I said, you know, good luck. But then, and then we found out the next morning, and I had to, you know, we, I pulled Ashley aside and said, I, I don't want you making a pass. Get your head in the game because she's balling, you know. Right. And now she's she's crying right now. But and and I, it took me a little bit because you have to get your head in the game. Yeah. And and uh, I made a so I made a pass down and screwed her grub. I'm sitting there. I have to wait for the truck and trailer to pick me up at the end of the course, and it's yeah. like. You're sitting there like 15, 20 minutes because you left the line at 150 miles or 140 miles an hour, and they left the line at 30. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So you sit there and wait. You're going to be amazing. And uh, Scooter texted me, you know, uh, 146, congratulations, which he knew he knew was a, a record for me. And I said, and I, I texted him back. I said, it was something, you know, that one was for Jesse because he, you know, he, yeah. he knew also. And then my return run. It was the scariest ride I've ever had in my life. The bike shook so hard. I shook so hard I couldn't read the tack because on that end of the track, it was very rough. Yeah. And, and you know, there was that little, do I pull off? Do I pull out? Because am I going to put this thing down at 145 miles an hour? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and, you know, but I didn't. That, and what would, you know, and I, I have to look back and all the different, the, the true racers. I mean, Micah McClowski is, he would have, he would have kicked my butt if I would have pulled off. Right. But Micah was there. Micah was good friends with Burt Monroe. Micah knew Raleigh Free. Micah knew all the, the those guys. And he was there in our pits help, helping out. And uh, do I, you know what? Real racers, they, you know, and, and it's part and, of the game. We know the risk. And, right. uh, it is it as far as that it is what it is. But uh and that's why I said if you want if you want something perfect, go go karting. Yeah, and for her to I mean, like you said, Ashley's crying and like you know, like we had said before, Jesse was knew the risk, was doing what she loved and made such an impact on so right. many people that she's she may be gone physically, mentally, she'll always be with all of us. I mean, no questions asked. So Oh yeah, and she wouldn't want us to stop. No, she, not at all haunt us in our sleep if we did right uh, <laughs> for sure um she was a huge influence um on lots of people so um, i want to i want to go back for a second because you guys just kind of went fast over the micah mccloskey thing this is what is this the second year now that mike has been working with you on the team Oh no, he's been with he's been a Beal brother for yeah. probably, long, probably yeah. longer than I have been. I didn't. I I thought me. I been thought he had, forever. Really? So yeah. You know, in in that list, when you're talking about the different people that you know you're around and they're helping you out and stuff like Micah, Jesus, it blew my Micah, mind. It blew my mind to meet him. Yeah. Okay, how yeah. did we we pitted next to Pete and Jackie Hill I last know, year? I, I mean, know. I know. Hello. Dude. Yeah, well, they, they, they pit in our pit because, right. let's be honest, it's 87. So I'm like, Pete, you're not setting up easy upper. You're not bringing that right. stuff. Yeah, we'll bring, right, we'll bring right, We have right. a spare. We'll set it up for you. And he's like, man, I'm so thankful for you. And I'm like, I get to pit with Pete and Jackie Hill. Yeah, yeah, right. you, you, just, 
he didn't race this year because he blew his shoulder out a little oh. bit. And, you know, at his age, that's a huge deal. So did, he didn't ride at all, which is weird that he didn't ride his bike from East Coast to My shoulder hurts. That's a big deal to me. Imagine it happening at his age, you know? Yeah, yeah so we had Pete Jackie Hill in the pit. We had Micah McCloskey. We had Line Weber, Justin Line Weber Cams. Nice. We had um, Paul Moyer. Paul Moyer. He's one of the original Buell brothers. He's actually Tom's cousin-in-law. Um, let alone Tom. Yeah, hillbilly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had Hillbilly. I had like we had such a great crew this year. Let alone and like all the sponsors it. that got us there. So and, and that's the other thing that I I want to point out. Right, you know, take a second, I guess, but the. You know, Bonneville, some people do it just themselves. I mean, we all know Brew. Brew's out there, and the guy's, a, you know, he did come this year, but but uh, in the past, that guy's a machine. He can do anything yeah, on a motorcycle. Yeah, right. And, you know, and I can do most things decent. I'm not good at I don't think I'm good at anything, but I can do most things decent. But David Ray is a guy that came out with us this year. He's been helping the bikes for a couple of years now. He came out, and he he fit in perfect, and the kid's phenomenal. And then Scott Schroeder, who rode the experience bike with Chris last year, not the same time they wouldn't fit on it. Well, that'd but, be, uh, that'd be hey, hey. Up right there. He, hey. he, he, he came out this year, and he basically ramrodded that whole outfit, that whole thing, all week long. Because, man, that's a, that's a, for me to try to get through tech over and over and get these guys online, and he just stepped in to, and did it. Yeah. And, and so Bonneville, I mean, but it's the family, the Pete and Jackie, to, to walk over and ask, Jackie, I'm running, I'm running 104 octane, and I'm running out 104. My only options are 100 or 110. What should I do? And, you know, you're asking one of the people, the top people in the world that knows about fuel. Yeah. What what to do? I mean, that my goodness, are we fortunate bunch of nobodies? That so. was my biggest takeaway last year was the sense of camaraderie and family that I left with. And I'm not a racer, but just being there and being able to witness that shared throughout the entire pit and throughout the staff and all of the volunteers that was that was what my experience was and just that's one of the biggest reasons i can't wait to go back right well, it's well, definitely a team effort you know I mean, we've got we've got some supporters lane splitters garage is a small shop in phoenix that hey how, what can i do to help and and doesn't really even care if if he gets anything at all out of it you know that's pretty impressive this year uh roadhouse which is hideaway and roadhouse in cave creek that's like i mean we live in a small town outside of phoenix and and that's the the place you go if you're going to get a burger or anything and they stepped up and said we'd like to help out with the fritz cod award and uh my goodness that's a that's a big deal and yeah, then everybody good. knows line now, I want a, now i want a burger yeah my my small town of Bonomney, wisconsin there's a i think there's one bike shop there pistol pete's custom cycles and he makes some fast bikes big turbo stuff and everything and he wanted to come out and ride the experience bike and then couldn't last minute because he had some stuff at the shop happen. But he said, what can I do to help out? I mean, that's impressive. Yeah. And then you've got big companies like Kibble White. My goodness, that's, a, that's the greatest thing ever. Kibble White stepped aboard with the sister's bike this year. As most of you know, I blew it up very yeah, badly she, last year. She blew it up um, bad last year, so it needed a whole lot of Kibble White love. And, you know, Worldwide Bearing, Dave from Worldwide Bearing, you know, center bearings. And they're not cheap. But they're the best, and so just a ton of. Bill Wells has been with us for a couple of years, and Andrew. Andrew's cams gave her a set of push rods for fifty bucks, adjustables yeah, for fifty bucks. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's, that's nice, awesome. And, and that's what we're saying. Like it's a collaboration of you know of all these people coming together to help out and to be able right. to to be able to take the you on the advantage end of it to be able to go there and run and carry on this tradition. Is, is right. pretty awesome. So yeah, so, so it's, a, it's oh go ahead Heather no go ahead. I was going to say, it's not only just the sponsors, but it's also the other racers out there. Like, 
I got an amazing award this year. I got the Shimoto Award that goes to the female writer of the year right. at Bonneville. Um, but at the same time, if it wasn't for not just the females on the salt, but like the guys and just helping each other out, there wouldn't be the racers we have and the help that we have. That's it. Because I can go up to any racer and be like, hey, I don't, how did my tuck look? <laughs> I myself. Right on. So because we had so many issues and we couldn't make it to Bonneville this year, Drew and Ashley have very kindly offered to write the Bonneville story and provide yep. some pictures with us. That's going to be coming up in um, a future issue, hopefully. I think you guys have like another month to get that to me. But they're going to be bringing It'll tales. take that long. Yeah, they're going to be bringing some tales for the salt to us in our December issue. Um, so be sure to check that out. If you guys love racing and you want to support the support, support Buell Brothers and Buell Sisters yes. because, like I said, shirt, they don't charge donation. to ride that experience bike. Any little bit helps. A fuel card, a T-shirt purchase, yeah. anything. Um, I've been told just by a lot of racers that it, it would easily be worth 600 bucks to ride it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My, Absolutely. My point is to get young people involved. When I say young people, uh, oh, 25 to 30 years old, you know, the next generation of racers um, – they don't have six hundred dollars laying around to see yeah. if they like something. No. Yep. But you know, and this could so even be a bucket list. Them. Yeah, this could even be a bucket list for somebody too. Like, there's no reason to not support this. My bucket list now is that cheeseburger. Yeah. So, <laughs> stay tuned. Where can uh, where can people follow you guys? We're uh, Buell Brothers on? Racing on Instagram, Buell Brothers on Facebook, and and it's funny because some people think that we're some like with with Cycle Source. Can I call and get the subscription department? It's Heather. Yeah. Um, and oh, people yeah. think about us. It's, it, once you get to know us, I mean, if you're in Cave Creek and you need a place to stay for the night, just call because we're we got a guest room. It's just her and I and, and uh, a couple of our buddies helping out. Right. And um, if people want to buy a T-shirt, do you have a website? Or just DM you on one of the... Yeah, just DM, DM us. us. Easiest awesome. way. Right on. Working on a website. Coming very good. For the last three years, we've been working on a website. Thank you so well, much. Yeah, guys. listen, not just thank you, but th we want to congratulate you too, man, because that's big work. And I know that you had your work cut out for you from the beginning because the conditions were really rough. We were getting steady reports all the way from like through Speed Week with Tyler, you know, yeah. piling up the, the lowbrow effort. And, you know, it, it's it's hard to go out there in, in the not great conditions and yeah. make stuff happen you really got to i was getting that. almost hourly updates from my friends that were out there yeah and you know and i thought well you know what this is what this is what sets us apart from everybody else that we're gonna go out there and see what we can do i thought you know what ashley's record is 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 down there she even if she gets it by a mile an hour she gets a record right yeah. uh, she's gonna get it by i think 10 or 11 miles an hour but but uh, I'll tell you what, there's, and then the last day we were out there, and I w I have, I'm bald, so I get a rain gauge on the top of my head. And uh, <laughs> it started sprinkling, and I was still battling back and forth with Kyoki, and I'm like, oh, no, this is this is going to go down, isn't it, where it's going to, he's going to get it, and it's going to start raining. So get, keep the, you know, bikes on the trailer, let's get ready to, let's do it, so. Well, congratulations. Yes, you apparently did it. Yeah. Thanks, right. thanks for taking some time with us tonight, guys, and uh, we'll look forward to your report real soon and, and mm -hmm. hopefully to see you in Bonneville next year. Real quick, I want to thank three, three people, more people. A company called No Laws Motorcycle stepped in the last minute and helped us out. Twin Power has been real good. I know they advertise to you guys. They've been real good to us this year. And then Sean De La Cruz uh, did Ashley's heads for her this year, without, and he would refuse payment. And uh, that was big for us. So we appreciate those people. Right on. Right on. 
Yes, sir. We thank you, too, for supporting the racers because uh, if anybody's been to Bonneville or if you don't know, this is a little tiny island that goes on in the middle of nowhere. There are no bleacher seats. There are no big news cameras. Like, it's just, just people. For the love of doing yeah. it. So, yeah. We actually had a phone signal this year, which was a bonus. <laughs> if, you, if you don't have it, you don't, you don't have it unless yeah. somebody else has got it. And that's one of the reasons teams borrow things because, you know what? We all know how tough it is. I mean, oh, yeah. there was a guy came yeah. in the pits of this year. Do you, have a, do you have a coil? I just happened to have a spare coil. One guy said, do you have a uh, – he, he needed cylinder studs. I have some used cylinder studs. Here you go. Because um, if not, he's screwed. Oh, that's that's racing. That camaraderie yep. is racing. But did you yep. have a Sportster fuel pump? <sighs> uh, I had a fuel fuel pump. That my, I had a, I bought a spare because of your crap. I got I bought a spare for the experience bike. <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, we're going to cut you guys loose. We're coming to the end of the show. I want to thank you again for coming on, and uh, we'll catch up again real soon. Thank, thank you. Thank, thank you guys you for the support. All right, guys. So. Real quick before we go too far, one of my favorite things about last year was getting to meet Scooter Grubb, and he's on tonight. Oh, right and on. And he, you know, thanked us for supporting Land Speed Racing, and, you know, we have to. Like, I think now that I've been there and Chris has, you know, made that one pass, it's going to be a continuous thing for us. Well, and it was because of people like seven Scooter. or eight years that I went before I actually got to right. go and make a pass. So, yeah, it's been a, it's yeah, been a long time. There's a history there prior to... You know the pass yeah. that makes Bonneville. Oh yeah. You know, and like I said with me racing before, that's like the ultimate run. And now that I'm yeah, older, I'm, I have vision problems. The ride is something I'll probably never be able to do. And but that's not. It's the. Could energy. you be a monkey? So I am a monkey. It's the energy that you get when you <laughs> she get means there. a sidecar you know I mean? monkey. Oh, I meant a sidecar <laughs> monkey. I am a monkey. Hey man, I'll put a sidecar on War Pony. That'd be awesome. Oh, that's scary. Will you let me drive you 150 miles an hour um, on a bike? I'm not even going to answer that on air. <laughs> I, I can't answer that on air. Oh my god! But he so. did say you and somebody else on a motorcycle and ramrod all in the same side. So I'm a little bit lost right now. Yeah. So I'm a little confused. On that note. Okay, we have uh, one more guest to get to uh, before the show wraps up. But real quick, I want to go through the last couple pieces of news because we never leave news on the table. Um, The cross-country chase is getting ready to kick off here September 6th through the 15th. Um, If you're familiar with the people who put on the motorcycle cannonball, this is the same people, a little little different twist. So the cross-country challenge for riders with motorcycles are manufactured between... 1930 and 1948, the chase will be a test of endurance, speed, navigation, and knowledge. Um, really cool thing. They're setting up a 250 to 350 miles per day deal over an eight-day period. Um, there's a cash prize, you know, um, best two-lane roads in the country. Which if you've never ridden a 1929 motorcycle, that's a lot of miles. Yeah. Yo, buddy. So, And we have Missy that's going to be on that, and she's going to be giving us regular updates throughout the race days and you know hopefully bringing us some some interviews with the racers and we're gonna and all that yeah we're stuff. gonna try to actually maybe maybe next week while this is all going on we'll actually be able to bring somebody in live and let you know what's jason going on was watching earlier but i'm sure he's very busy getting ready for it but um i'm gonna try and arrange that for us last piece of news and man i couldn't wait to get to this tonight oh, because mark's boy. here with us Harley Davidson, this also in from the people at Rob Report, and boy, am I going to give you a piece of my mind. So let's start with this. Harley Davidson boosting its eco-conscious streak unveils three new electric bicycle concepts. Now, 
there's enough to say about that, yeah. but let's start with the fact that... Uh, the profiler. Yeah. This, this is a little profiling right here, which totally gets under my skin, so... Where did where do we find that part? First, I think it's first. It's hard to imagine Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper trading their custom Harley Davidsons and Easy Rider for electric bicycles. Indeed, for more than 100 years, the Milwaukee-based manufacturer has been synonymous with long-haired, wild-eyed, bandana-wearing expressions of bad boy cool and, of course, yeah. grunty two-wheelers. But the company is rolling onto greener pastures with a new line of e-bikes. Uh, the, are you, where are you reading that? All I can hear is, hey, shut up. Oh, dude. Like, seriously, man? So, Rob Report, you're yeah, number right one there, tonight. Dude. On top of that fact, an electric bicycle. So what are you going to do? You're going to have your, and uh, you know, I'm going to be super nice here and not say fat kid. You're no, go ahead. This, say fat you're kid. You're going to give this electric bike to your fat kid to ride to the McDonald's yeah. or to the video game once, store. Once you pry him away from Grand yeah. Theft Auto for 10 minutes and, yeah, like, and he has to take his ass for Twinkies and soda pop. Like, hopefully these go more to the the people that ride them to work or will actually utilize this stuff. But directive number one, don't profile, don't class me, don't any yeah. of that stuff because I have a motorcycle. Yeah, long, I have long-haired, yeah, wild-eyed I've, I've bandana. I've had long hair since I was in dude in tenth grade. Like, don't give me this. This is what, what happens. This is what happens when the straights try to put labels right. on us. Yeah, this is what happens when in, in you know you're almost going to guess that this some millennial wrote this and was trying to be as cool as he possibly could. First so? off, we had said we had said here that uh, to to give uh, Peter Fonda, like Chris said, we were doing this. Peter Fonda, like I, it wouldn't be hard for me to imagine no. Peter Fonda trading his motorcycle win for a bicycle. Yeah, not I'll tell at all. You that and, right and, now, you know, and anyone who really knew that story will agree with me. Right? It's like, dude, do your to maybe get your facts straight before you write for a, I guess, a big name like the Rob Report. How about shut up? Here, so officially from all of us here at Shop Talk, Rob Report. Yep, this bird's for you. <laughs> yeah. Really, Heather, you let us hang on that one? I don't Because your mother's do, watching. I don't do that. Oh, excuse oh. us. Excuse us, Prissy. All right, so hey, that's... Hey. <laughs> excuse us. Whatever. Let's bring this train into the station. We can't. We're we still have one... We, we have a guest. We still have one more guest. Oh, God. So, uh... <laughs> Hey, you took a three-minute nap earlier. You should be you should be set up. <laughs> so um, the next guest, we have uh, pretty cool, exciting things going on here. There's a great big event coming up that's going to be shot for a major motion picture. Oh, boy. Uh, about motorcycle lifestyle stuff. Um, anybody who watched the show from last year knows that we brought Charlie Brecht on to yep. talk about his movie from last year. They're filming again for a new movie called... The Rough Boys. The Rough Boys. I just want to see if you were still there. <laughs> it was another three-minute nap thing. Hey. But the, the end of uh, September, they're actually going to be filming in Alabama um, a giant race scene for the movie during a race. And we're asking everybody to gather around. They need a crowd. They need a crazy crowd. All the spectators and everything around cool. a motorcycle race. So we're going to bring Charlie on, and, uh, and he's going to give you all the information about where you have to be and when. Um, let's go to the phones. Hey, brother. Charlie, what's up, man? You're live on Shop Talk. 
How you doing, man? Of sorts. <laughs> yeah, I was just in Walmart, man. I went and got my little grandbaby some toys. I got her a little ball. And got her one of them little things you push the buttons and it says A, B, C, D. <laughs> she's only, she'd be two years old in October. She already knows all her colors, blue, green, yellow. Right on. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool I'm going to put a guitar in her hand before it's all over with, yeah, dude. right. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, man, we, we got this big race. Uh, uh, we're going to fly. A whole bunch of us are flying in September 12th over to uh, Dauphin, Alabama with Barry. And uh, we got Jay Allen and Dave Perowitz. And uh, yeah, man, we got all kind of people. You guys Athena, are coming. And, Barry. Man, yeah, yeah. Dean is coming. Athena. And I want to send some love out to Florida right now, man, at Hurricane. Yeah, but dude. Looks like it's going to miss them, though. So, I mean, but it's oh, still going to. Hopefully, huh? Even even if it misses them, it's still yeah. going to be it's gonna be hard. Oh, time. yeah, man. You know, I was in Hurricane Betsy when I was like, I don't know, 70. That's when LBJ was the president. That's whole like, <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I was in Betsy, and uh, I missed Katrina. I was uh, booked. I was booked to play the steel uh, pony with uh, Joan Jett and 38 Special. And uh, two weeks before we were ready to go out there, man, that Katrina hit, and that was the end of that. Boy, yeah. steel pony still hasn't come back from yeah. that. You know, but uh, well, anyway, the race, the race, man, uh, we uh, this guy in uh, Cottonwood, Dave Price, who owns a racetrack, Barry introduced me to him, and I, I asked him how much to rent the place, and he said, oh, I don't rent my place out. I go, wait a minute, uh, uh, Barry said, he goes, no, I want to talk to you about doing a real race and get your cousin Rockstone, Bandito Rockstone, and some of them guys, and I'll give you some money. As soon as he said, I'll give you some money, yeah, yeah. I was in. <laughs> Two feet. <laughs> Two feet, both in. And uh, so we got real racing. We bought a bunch of nitro. And the, the race is, uh, it starts Friday and then uh, Saturday. And then what we're going to do is film as much stuff as we can. And we do have a lot of people coming. I mean, but we want more people to come. But we got a lot of people coming. The booze fighters are coming. Uh, of course, a lot of the banditos. People are coming from Australia. Uh, yeah. Robbie, uh, race, Robbie's going to race, uh, you know, the guy that owns the uh, uh, Indian from uh, Milwaukee, Indian uh -huh. Metro. He's supplying a dark horse uh, motorcycle for me. And I, I asked him if we could uh, airbrush it. You know, but I told him, man, I'll throw some money on you, get the bike, whatever. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, I got a guy that can wrap it. And so I sent pictures to this guy, Dago, in Louisiana. He did uh, all the airbrush on my voodoo bike. I don't know if you've ever seen the iron voodoo bike. But, yeah. I mean, the guy's an amazing airbrush guy, right? So I sent him, you know, John Lee Hooker, Willie Dixon. I sent, sent the pictures to you. I mean, you know what I'm saying, right? I, mm -hmm. I mean, he did an amazing job. So we're going to shrink them and put them all over that bike, man. So, man, I just did something pretty cool. Uh, I took American Blues and I took uh, the first American bike and put them together. And guess what they both do, Chris? What? Hum. <laughs> you know, back in the day, the plantation owners didn't want nobody singing, singing no words because right. they didn't know what they were saying. So they told them you can hum because they still wanted them to work faster. So they went, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. What's a motorcycle do? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, hey, man, that's the soul of them two things. And that's I just right. put them both together. So we got some magic. And uh, I guess this time we we kind of got the acting thing down a little better, too. You know, uh, 
from the first movie. I mean, the first movie was like putting a bike together, and none of us knew, hey, what's that over there? Well, that's a uh, carburetor. Give it <laughs> well, Give let's, some crazy let's, glue. let's take a minute yeah. and set the scene for everybody if they yeah. if they missed all this from last year. So Rebel on the Highway, we had you on the show, and like everything from the casting to the storyline, man, like it was, it was so great because earlier we were on the phone with Buck, and we were talking about how our motorcycles a lot of times mark that place and yeah. time and the right. relationships we have with each other but what yeah. you guys did with this movie it was so perfect because the characters nicky boots and barry and like these guys that like you you caught this moment in time tony you know? pan first yeah. freedom yeah. fighter and i, I thought mean, it, he was perfect playing god and i thought it was perfect i thought this was this was the best thing that could happen but as soon as you rap on that you're into the second one. Yeah. You're into Rough Boys now. Uh, I'm going to do three of them. The next one's going to be Rough Girls, and we're going to be, you know, we'll get your girl in there too. We're going to, it's going to be where they're trying to find Good Time Charlie to save Miss Gloria's property. Uh, and you know, after that, I'm really thinking about sitting down and I would really like to do a, a movie on Miss Gloria and get some actresses and get first get her to sit down in a chair and just tell and her tell whole that story. story. Yep. And then use that in the movie, like, you know, when we got one of the actors, girls, when she's younger, and it's her voice going, and then I got on my bike, yeah. and then maybe have a little piece. I mean, that would be like the fastest Indian, man. I mean, Yeah, absolutely. Let me, let Dude, me tell you, she, insane. That, that, well, this is the thing, you know, you and us guy like me, I just, I heard you talking about the, they always try to put us in some shit, you know, uh, and make us uh, out to be. Always trying to I mean, categorize us, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway. You know, uh, well, I'm an us guy. I mean, I grew up around us guys. You know, my grandfather was a galloping goose in New Orleans. Uh, you know, I'm good for my uncle's Oakland Hells Angel. My cousin's a bandito. But, I mean, I, I know the real guys. So I would be kind of stupid for me to make a movie. And Good Time Charlie's some tough guy walking around beating everybody up. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, that shit would not work, <laughs> you know. And that's what pisses those guys off. You know, they're, they're the real guys, and they, you don't want them to come in the theater or sit at home and watch something that they're knowing that, you know, uh, that guy just got a bike yesterday. Yeah, I mean, is, you, know, yeah, I mean, you, know. you don't want them to know it, it, it isn't real. Yeah. Right. So I went with Good Time Charlie, lost his soul, and I'm trying to get it back. And, I'm, you know, John Show blows up his shop. He's trying to – and, and uh, it worked. The chemistry worked. and. Yeah. Look, man, I learned from I, when I when my my brother, you know, he won all that money, and, and been I mean, since '92 we've been doing crazy shit together, touring with BB King, Greg, all, all the cool shit, and I've been blessed. And so when I went up to him and told him I had this idea for a movie, he said, "Well, show me the script." And I said, "What's in my head?" And normally a person with money would say, "Okay, well, when you get a script, come see me." But right. my brother knows that I can write a song in one minute. I mean. Uh, I can, I'm a storytelling some bitch. So when I said it was in my head, he said, let's roll. Right. And so it was, man. And we, we filmed it uh, not in sequel. You know, uh, we were in New York at, at, at Bobby Seeger's. Uh, we went, you were there when we went yeah. over there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we went to Texas and we went to Louisiana. And there, the, the director was going crazy. She was going, well, how does this fit there? I go, don't worry about it. It'll, It'll all fit. fit at the yeah. end. It'll fit. <laughs> and, and, then, uh, and then, of course, then I went and got Dave Nichols. And I said, hey, I think we we'll better write a script because... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I to think get we loose. need one of those. Yeah, but but I, I actually I I checked out Easy Rider the movie and not uh, I've seen it a million times, but I counted the scenes. Okay, uh, okay, I sat down with a little paper and pencil and I'm okay. So from here when he gets the cocaine, that's a scene. Boom. Okay, <laughs> yeah. from here to you know, and then they did the riding scene, right? So they had thirty six 
uh, no, wait, they had 32 scenes, right? So I thinking to myself, because I ain't never did a movie, well, I'll just do 32 scenes and I'll have it about the right. So I wind up doing 36 scenes. And when I sat down with the editor, he goes, so what are we cutting out? I go, well, I'm hoping nothing. He goes, well, the movie's three hours long. <laughs> so that, You're cutting that, something that, up. <laughs> so, so that plan didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> but So we cut like an hour out of the movie, man. I mean, and there's some really, there was some good parts. It was like, ah, yeah, I guess if you, you know, think about like, it, an Easy Rider, there was probably like 70 scenes filmed. Yeah, right. And they used right. 36. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I, that's why I got Dave Nichols to write it. Because Dave, uh, you know, he's got some history in, uh, you know, Hell's Angels on yeah. Wheel with Dave Nichols. I mean, uh, with uh, Jack Nichols. Jack Nichols. and uh, Yeah. Hey, Dave Nichols, Jack Nichols. Maybe they're related. Something's going on there. Yeah, but anyway, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, the thing, uh, it worked, the first movie. And, you know, I think that opened the door because a lot of people were going, Oh, here's Charlie with a crazy idea yeah, again. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, Charlie. You know, but Woody, but, you know, look, Woody, I got to give it up for Woody, okay? I go over to Woody and go, hey, you don't want to be in my movie? And in two seconds, he goes, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. And I had no idea that an hour before that, he was talking to Tom Berenger about some movie. And he goes, nah, I'll, I'll promote it, but I don't want to be in it or anything. Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to me, he just jumps right in with both feet. And it's like, I'm in. <laughs> and he's in this second movie, man. He plays the, a villain, you know, and uh, different story, but same thing, man. I'm putting the American blues and American motorcycles together, and I'm going with the John Wayne theory. I just picked the right people for the parts. Yeah. And like you, you're playing yourself. You're bringing your band. You're going to be on the race thing, and, you know, we're going to come over to you and give you some lines to say. And, I mean, you're playing yourself. So, I mean. How the hell are you gonna mess that up? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, hell, we, that's that could be that could be very Have you easily met done. Chris? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, no, and I'm telling you, look, I'm telling you, everybody, and look, Dave Parrish is the fir- perfect ticket guy. I'm sorry, you can't get in here unless you pay for it with that accent. <laughs> And Rogue's the radio announcer. Oh my god, Dude, that's awesome! You listen, you having you having Rogue as the radio that announcer is as good as like people from Pittsburgh. Our announcer for the for the Steelers games all the time yeah. used to be Myron Cope. And uh-huh. anyone that hurt, he was a grizzly, old, like oh, yeah. terrible voice, yeah. and just. But it was it was like pure gold oh, listening man. to him announce football. Well, you know, well, dude, I got the scene. I I, I popped it in my head. I got a booze fighter. He was in the first movie. And, uh, you know, he's cool as hell. They call him Padre. I mean, with a name like that, you know, he's a good guy. Everybody loves the guy. So anyway, he's going to be sitting in the stands, and he's going to be stinking drunk, right? And these other guys are sitting next to him, and they're going, what is that guy saying? I can't understand anything he's saying. And the the booze fighter is going to go, I understand every word of what he's saying. (laughs) So I think it's going to be pretty pretty funny, you know? So I don't know. But uh, we got a full-blooded Cherokee Indian, and uh, he's coming. And, you know, we got this scene with Beaner where we drink the yak juice and we're all jacked up at the campfire. So uh, we got some pretty cool scenes. Dave Nichols is pretty pretty smart cookie. Oh, he is. He tells a good story. And see, that's that's the thing, man. Like, I get it. I understand why your first movie was three hours long. Right. You've been trying to tell a whole story in under three minutes for your whole life in song. Yes. So now, you too, brother, look, man. Right? Rogue, let's go back to Rogue. <laughs> yeah. Rogue pulled me by the ear at, at the Buffalo Chip way back. ZZ Top or somewhere. 
And I was, I got bumped off the ZZ Top show because ZZ Top, you know, they could just bump you, right? Yeah. You know show business. And so I was pissed and Rogue went and yelled at Woody and, you know, and <laughs> and, I, and I, I didn't want to tell Rogue, hey, you know, I'm, I still want to play here. You know, I just let it alone, right? Yeah. And uh, anyway, Rogue come over to me and goes, you know, I don't know about this music shit, but all your other stuff with the radio and all, you need to get hooked up with Chris and you guys. And I go, man, oh, you know, I got my own thing over here. He goes, no, no, I don't care about all that shit. You guys. He knew way back then yeah. that it was going to lead to what's going on right yeah, now. Rogue's a smart cookie, too. He is, buddy. man. Yeah, and you know what? I don't know about you, but Rogue introduced me to everybody I know. Yeah, he oh, introduced yeah. me to Tony, Rockstone, Barry. I mean, a lot of people that I know is because of Rogue. Yeah, Rogue's, you know, a, Rogue's a good guy. You one know, of my favorites to run into. One of the things about him, too, was like, you know, we a lot of us have been sharing stories about uh, John yeah. Parham of JP Cycles. And John was John was a, a lot like the, the same thing you get from Rogue. Rogue yeah. would always seem to have this uncanny knack that when you needed a word of encouragement, yep. he would give it oh, to yeah. you. Yep. When you needed your ass kicked, he would give it to right. you. When you needed an example, good or bad, he made sure he and, gave and it to you. And that's what makes Rogue so real. Oh, because yeah. when, when dude, he, Rogue's he, he, not afraid to tell old, you what you're doing wrong. riding a motorcycle and he'd yeah. probably still punch you out. Yeah, hey, dude. He passed I mean, me up on the way home from Sturgis and I was in a yeah. truck and trailer and I was kicking at about 85 and he blew yeah. past me and got his hand up the wave to let him know or let me know he was going by. So He's one, inspiring, man. Yes, He's he inspiring. is. Look, man, I, I love him. That's why I put him in the first movie. I put him in the second movie. I wrote a song about him. He does the rogue dance to it you know i i, I mean uh, yeah, he's, he's somebody the epitome always know, of our culture he's somebody you always know you're gonna get the truth from and that's what i like about rogue he, he's yeah. not gonna put beat around the bush yeah buddy. he's gonna let you know if you're right or wrong and he's gonna do it in the yeah. manner like it like he he well, means it when you're done and you and well, you look, consider the thing we all got the essence of rogue one way or another and we all idolize the guy because he's yep. he is he's he is an us guy yeah he's right. an us guy when we was in our pin exactly before it was us yep. you know <laughs> so so this is the thing man let me tell you things are changing you know uh, your magazine's the one and only in the best magazine i mean you still that proved it okay all the other ones have, you know by the riverside and the new guys that are doing i don't know can i talk frankly or what or can i well you i mean anyway the new guys on the you know the other <laughs> magazine yeah uh, i met them and uh i wasn't impressed and i don't care about no blue jeans all i know is i care about <laughs> our, our, our culture okay right. i've been doing this and you've been doing this chris a long time and me and you still can't fill up a teacup much less a wheelbarrow okay and we finally at this point where all the stars lined it up all the all the technology, all the stuff, and me and you are sitting in the captain chairs. So let's take this moment over. Yeah, right. And, uh, and let's start doing some stuff, you know. And like I say, uh, little short stories, documentaries, everything. Let's soak it all up, put it you in know. a big old gumbo pie, and let everybody see it. Well, this, this race thing sounds pretty awesome. That's all I have to say. Dude, it, I'm telling you, it's a real race. And then. Yeah. On the Sunday, what we're going to do is we, you know, we're going to film the crowd and, and we're going to stack the, the people that are in the thing. And then Sunday, we're going to do all the cameo appearances and the voice, you know, the, the acting stuff and yeah. make it all look like it's all at the race on Saturday. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, I'm what? telling you, I learned a, I learned a lot of stuff on. Uh, I mean, you could take 30 people and ha and make it look like a big old Roman war scene. man. Yeah. I mean, right. Because, you know, you hold your hand, two hands up, make an L. And you hold one this way and the other way and make a box, and that's the screen. Right. So you look in that, and then you go, okay, this is my scene right here. So I got to just fill this up, 
And, you know, I mean, I mean, I've seen movies now where I see one of the army guys and he was one of the guys that died uh, two uh, scenes ago. Right. And they right. got him in a different soldier uniform now. Yeah. You know, I mean, Hollywood, uh, I mean, there's some stuff you can learn from them. I mean, I don't want to be Hollywood, but I mean, uh, there's some tricks, you know, and Dave knows them, man. Dave, know, Dave did a one with Charlie Musselwhite where he's on this old porch in Alabama where the movie starts out. And we made him a ghost. And the way they did it, he, he just played against the wall. And then they took him away from the wall. And then they put him back at the wall. And that yeah. makes him a ghost. Yeah. And I'm thinking we had to do all this shit and pay 300 you know, to get a special effects dude. Yeah. But when I seen that, I went, Dave, okay, that's it. Let's do that one again. <laughs> <laughs> right on, make man. me a ghost now, Dave. But, hey, so look, uh, we got two houses we rented. Oh, before I go, I got to give love to the women behind all of this your wife my wife okay i mean yep. uh, i don't know how to spell and all this i mean my wife if it wasn't for her i don't know man I, I mean she's the one that takes care of all the bookings all the stuff all the paperwork you know and gives me advice when we're rolling down the road you know keeps you awake so, you, Mar- Mar- all of it man you know Mar- marsh got hey, one man. of them too it, oh, it's yeah. a, well, it, it you, takes team. It takes yeah, teams of people hey, to do no, this man, stuff. I got, when I got in that high-speed car chase when I was with Greg Allman, and I went away for a little bit and I got out, I was seriously thinking about not playing no more. I didn't even have a guitar. And I didn't even, my my girl, she didn't even know I wasn't. You know, when I met her, I was doing the motorcycle and hanging out with some crazy people, and I just got out. And, you know, and one day I put a cassette in, and she goes, is that you? And I go, yeah, that's the band I had when I used to play with Greg. I had my own it was motorcycle music. She goes, what's motorcycle music? I go, it's stuff I write about. But And uh, she goes, well, who's on this album? I go, well, Ainsley Dumbart was on drums and the bass player, original bass player for the Doobie Brothers, David Schur. She goes, you were playing with all those guys? I go, I don't, yeah, I just was lucky, I guess. Yeah. So she got on the thing, man. I didn't even know what an email was or a website back then. I mean, that's when that shit first started kicking off, right? And she made a website and a thing, and next thing you know, I had a band and I was opening up for the dude hey, and you know, the Redwood Run. Yeah, like you said, you when you got out, you didn't know if you wanted to get back into music, but that's the no. things in your history that makes your music even better. And oh yeah, dude, you know dude, those I'm stories. Telling, I, you know, well, let me tell you, and Chris knows it. That guitar has brought me all over the world. Oh man. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I call her Sweaty Betty. She's a, a Telly, yep, a Fender Telly, and I love her to death. And she's she's brought me all over the world, man. I mean, that's what it ain't. They it ain't me. It's they wanted to hear that guitar, right. you know. I mean, yeah, it pulls and, it out uh, of you. Yeah, and I, and while I'm there, I get to meet all the motorcycle people and ride motorcycles, and right. you know. But that guitar, I mean, what a guitar is is how it got me doing these movies. I mean, look, man. Deacon Jones passed away right after, right when we were finished. He never even got to see the movie finished, yeah, right? Yeah. And he was Freddie King's keyboard player and, and, and my mentor, you know, and, and he's the one that got me playing with Hook and everybody, with John Lee Hook and everybody. But, right. you know, let me tell you, it's so cool to have him on film. At least we got him on film yeah, playing absolutely. the organ. Playing, and and uh, now Uncle Benny, uh, he's in the second movie. We got him with Charlie. And, man, what a chemistry between Charlie Musselwhite. Oh, that's another thing. Man, definitely bring your bass because I guess Barry might even have Dickie Betts coming or some shit. No well, I shit. Guess we're, gonna, I, we're all going to do a jam and eat crawfish and all on our nights, a night off and all that shit. Right on. Well, so, yeah, like, man, sounds like it's going to be a filming Benny, party. <laughs> I think Benny's coming too, man. You get to meet Benny. He's the last of the Freddie King band, man. He's, right. He just turned 80 years old. Nice. You know, tell me that he's he was at the poker table when they opened up for Grand Funk. 
and Freddie kicked the shit out of Mark on the poker table, and he went up and wrote, we're an American band, up all uh, night yeah, with yeah, Freddie yeah. King. Let me tell you, poker's this. I know that whole story, note for note. Right. You know? But, uh, dude, I tell you, uh, I, I, my wife even said it. All this time you guys have been hitting the payment and doing all it, the stars are lined up now. Everything is in the right spots. Uh, hell, man, you know, we, these app things, and now we can put them on the t- I mean, we just, we got an opening right now to where if we was the football team, we would call it draw play right about now. Yeah, right. But you know what the funny thing is, man? And, and you and I both come from this same place. Like, you know, a lot of people have been saying that since some of the other magazines have gone away and stuff. They're like, yeah. wow, you know, this is really your time. No, baby, no, it's, it's been my time yeah. for 22 years. Yeah, it's oh, like no, I've that's been, why you're don't, dude, I, yeah, uh, you didn't just, hear the way I told, I, I, oh, yeah. I, I said that. I said, the other ones are going by the wayside. Yours ain't. Why? Because yours was kicking at Yours was better than theirs when they had the money. You know why? Because in all reality, there there wasn't a corporate end to this. I mean, this was from the heart. It, he lived it in, in, in all reality, and, and we Charlie all lived too. it every day. You yeah. know what I mean? Charlie, too. Charlie's yeah, out there living it, doing yep. that radio show. If, if it was oh, about yeah. the money between me and you, we'd already have money. So we're stupid people, Chris. Chris, we're both intelligent people, man. I mean, I never went to school, but I'm I'm street smart. So right, I mean, right. you, you're, dude, you got you got that stuff down. You like you got CNN and stuff. I mean, Fox News over there with all the cool <laughs> stuff you got, you know? And uh, But look, I really want you to do these tours with me. Uh, we're going to bang a bunch of theaters, man, and uh, uh, I, I, I want to go see the United States, I wanna, you know, where everybody out there, I mean, it ain't nothing to do with motorcycle rallies. I'm just going to go pick, and I'm sure we can do two or three theaters, like you said over there, we can rent a blow-up thing oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And, well, uh, that's, you know, and, uh, we, we didn't get to that part, but when this movie comes yeah. out, Charlie's yeah. uh, putting the idea together of this tour that's like a... A rolling six hundred seaters, yeah, six hundred seater movie theaters, yeah. and goes with a whole events where you get the you know meet cast of the movie and well the, in know. the lobby we're gonna have the gallery with all the Ricky Ritter's artwork and Dago's artwork that was in the first movie and all the stuff they did in the second movie right yeah. and we're gonna have the golden bike by the way we didn't talk about that we got a golden bike that Paco and S and S and and Mondo and them put together. And each scene in the movie has a clue, and the soundtrack has a couple of clues. Now check this and out. You, yeah. You'll be able to go on the website. Uh, it's going to be roughboysmovie.com. I'm pretty sure we almost got it done. But you'll be able to go in there, and all the cast will be in there where you can email them because some of them have a clue, too. Okay? And uh, so you go through this whole thing. You figure out all the clues. We got this lead. It's painted in gold. This lead golden bike with a uh, with a. Uh, it's the man in the bike. It's just an old looking, you know, with the goggles on and everything, right? Yeah. We're going to hide that thing. And if you figure out where that is, you win $10,000 cash nice. and the motorcycle. And the bike. Yeah, that's cool. And right? no and one's never done that, dude. I yep. checked everywhere. No one has ever made a movie with a treasure hunt in it right. where you went. Never happened. Okay, yeah, interactive. so That's going to get the millennial kids hey. into our... Without the electric little bikes and all that stuff, yep. everybody going to want to play the game. But again, like you said, nobody's ever, like the real from inside, from the, the inside end of this is done what you're doing right now. Yeah. So you're, Nobody, pulling, you're pulling people and, in instead of them being dude, stars, you're pulling the people theaters. in that live this. Name, yes. name, name that. Dude, we're doing like the circus. Yep. Uh, we're we're going to go and pick theaters that we know has a great biker community yep. it goes on paypal so the ticket sales come first we're going to get a couple of sponsors and we're going to get in the motorhome yep. take the trailer with the golden bike and, and a couple of the other bikes and 
and bring the band. Yep. And Chris, I want you to play in the band and uh, showcase uh, all your stuff. Cycle yeah, source. You're man. doing like a Rocky Horror Picture Show version right, of motorcycle, baby, right? Well, I mean, and that's then look, awesome. once we got the tours, once we got the tours mapped, we own them. Right. Yep. So that yep. means anytime we want to promote somebody or do something, we can go out and do, and do yep. Everybody's going to want to see us again. They know who we are now. You're paving so, the road for yourself in all reality. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I got, I got my... I got my girl, and we're going to go bowling now. <laughs> we're we're going to go beer and bowling. Right on. And I, I got my two-year-old. Well, she ain't two yet, but she's getting there. My little kookadoo, you know? <laughs> and they all they go, why'd you name her kookadoo? I go, I don't know, but she just is a kookadoo, and I'm a nicknaming son of a bitch. <laughs> so, so, hey, look, I'll start sending you out. Uh, oh, well, you know what? You should come and lay one of the songs with us. That way... Uh, I'm going to see if I can work that out. When we come back from filming, uh-huh. maybe I can fly you out to the studio and you can lay a, a song with me for the soundtrack. Right on, man. I'd love okay. to. I'd love yeah. to. Listen, man, thank All you right. for coming on tonight. We're going to we're gonna be doing a ton of stuff with you. We'll definitely be doing live from the races. Well, so, I'm going to uh, see you guys for the street vibrations, right? You're going to yeah. come over to yep. and meet everybody. Absolutely. Hey, I love you guys, and thank you for the publicity and everything. I really appreciate everything you do, bro. Love you too, Charlie. You take it easy, man. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Long show tonight, man, but really good one. I'm I'm super stoked that we got so many people and uh and actually got through all of it and through all the news. Thank you guys for being patient with us while we got this worked out. Um I think that's about it. It has to be. I have to pee. I know, I have to pee too. <laughs> A lot of wine going all on that right now. Yeah, man. Um, like I said, this is this is coming to you courtesy of the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio. We want to thank them and all of the sponsors, everyone who carries the show. If you're watching while we're doing the show, there's logos going up in the corner. Every one of those people is responsible for carrying this feed. Hot Leathers, um, SNS, Motion Pro, the Buffalo Chip, just to name a few. Thank you guys so much. Um, thank- and if you guys can share it, that's what's yeah, going to keep everybody us going. Everybody share it. I'm hungry. Who's hungry? Carlos. Oh, he just cheeseburger. Made <laughs> Carlos made me a steak? <laughs> hey, it's going to be cold when I get there, Carlos. Right on, man. So listen, um, until next week where we'll be coming to you from live from the Cherokee Rally um, on the Blue Ridge Parkway. We're possibly yes. in the rain. Possibly in the rain. But live one way or another. Um, until next week. Same chopper time. Same chopper channel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> with another episode of Shop Talk. Be nice to each other. Go ride your motorcycle.